live. Okay, cool. So how are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Yeah. yeah. Life's uh, really exciting. I got a lot of people pulling at me right now from a lot of different uh, a lot of different angles, but we're we're doing our best to to center it and take control of everything. So Yeah, you're changing gears, which is good. Well I've liked some of your posts of late, kind of that- <laughs> That's okay. So, like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna address uh, my recent um, Instagram posts and stuff, so people kind of understand. Having a hard time here, my mic. Um, I didn't like, like, I want people to understand. I'm not like, I'm not getting away from the health and wellness industry, right? Like, that's not, that's not what I'm doing. Um, I'm just, I just felt like I was always kind of like having to decide what I could and couldn't post. Because when I got to a certain point, um, I was like, oh, you know, um, I can't post like this fitness modeling picture or whatever, because, you know, if someone reads my page, um, who's like, wants to hire me for this or do that, like, uh, they might not, you know, agree with, you know, the style of what I'm posting or whatever. Like, so like I was, didn't want to post like half naked pictures anymore. And that that's kind a of lot stuff. going on there. I can help you with neurofeedback. To keep that I can, but yeah. so, um, or it could just be, you're really young. I forget well, how young you I just, I just didn't, I just didn't want to, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that young, but apparently, older, apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently yeah i know mean? um, yeah, it's kind of what i'm that's the new approach that i'm taking yeah. have you read that book mark manson no i've never read the book but i know the book i've seen it yeah i've read it at least 30 times <laughs> i'm not kidding so i believe it mark manson the subtle art of not giving a fuck it is i recommend that book to patients frequently it is a top five I think personal growth, development, brain health books out there. The audible version is amazing. That's how I listen to it so much. Pretty much every flight I listen to that book. So I just like, I, that's my um, go-to. You need that book and you should listen to it. I think listening, the guy who reads it, it's, he's good. You're like, you're right there with him. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like I lost like major parts of my personality when I just started. Well, and like, yeah. so I, I had a, I had a realization, um, okay. cause I was scrolling through my Facebook and I was just like looking at all my posts that I post that are like very analytical, very, um, scientifically driven, like, you know, and, and, and they don't feature, uh, my, my abs or the front of my body or, be half naked standing in a pool like it's not like those pictures that don't feature that and just have a picture of like food or like and there's something and they're like way better written posts right like they have like way more value two three likes four likes yeah and then i'll post like a then i post like a picture of like me like standing in a pool with like a towel around my neck and then like i was like you know it'd be like uh it'd be like 100 likes 80 likes 90 likes it just like wouldn't make any sense so yeah, I was like, I, and it didn't even really have any like context, you know what I mean? To like what yeah. I was doing. So what's well, the medium? I mean, I think that's a manifestation of every doctor on social media where, right. We could have this amazing diatribe about the molecular breakdown <laughs> thing and you post your dinner 
and people go crazy of a, of a food shot. And so people want me to post pictures of what I eat all the time. And I there don't. There you go. Yeah. And it's like, but then I do it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just contributing to the food porn. So I did it for a while and I felt like a dealer or a pimp. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'm done with the food. I This is so stupid. <laughs> but it, it's what people want, right? So it gets you attention. So yeah. it's okay to have a picture, grab some attention, right? You got to yeah. grab it. I guess. You got to understand well, that's... that you're transmitters of marketing. <laughs> then you got to make make love to them with a little oxytocin with some content. That's, right? <laughs> that's, that's why I was do. like, that's why I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to start just going back to like what my original posts were and everything like that. Cause I was like, people, people like, that's what they want to see. Like, that's what they want to uh, visualize of me. And I'm like, that's what gets me most attention. I was like, Hey, and like, if I get more people in through that, yeah. I can create more impact. Yeah, that's, how I gotta, that's how Maybe I got to do it. Maybe you want like a blog post for, cause I'm just, I'm restarting my blog. We're going to yeah like next week. I realized I'm like, I can't do certain topics justice on an Instagram caption and people right. like they ask them like you guys right. they'll say and then people you know how it's like they criticize I'm like yeah I'm aware of that I got like 130 characters or whatever like or whatever you're like this is not if you want that much detail make an appointment so but maybe you want to do a blog you know well, maybe I, where you have that kind I'm, of place uh, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly sensual social media virtual fondling exactly that's my that's my audience basically yeah. That's most of my audience. I mean, I'm like, you, guys you didn't, didn't put that much effort into looking pretty to not want it. <laughs> Don't come at me with your bullshit. Well, no, okay. So it used to be like my I mean, my goals were okay. like I wanted to be on The Bachelor. I wanted to have a, Shut a <laughs> yeah. For real, no, I'm being serious. Yeah, no, I wanted I, that was a long that was a long time ago. That was when I first. I mean, it's a lot of money. Look at that guy. Who's that moron, the New Jersey guy? Which one? I don't know. I don't know all the New Jersey Shore or something like that. Who is oh, that the Jersey guy? Shore, yeah. I didn't watch oh, any of it. The Sitch. The Situation. Yeah, The Situation. People mm -hmm. would say, I'm like, I don't know what. And they go, you know, you made like $6 million last year for those abs. I went, I am an idiot. Well, I don't know. It's really because, because, of, the abs. It's not because of the abs. It's because of like his his personality with alongside Whatever. of everything. And he like just. Whatever. Well, like, you know, when he pulls up the shirt and he does all that stuff all the time. People I would like, think know. it's ridiculous. I have to look things like that up. I don't own a TV. I don't. <laughs> I don't I remember TV when either. there was that. Who was the other one in there? Snooki or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah. like, she was like, like she's like the Snooki? Italian, like the Italian Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I, I didn't know. And again, I didn't know what a Kardashian was until recently either. Are you like serious? That. I don't own a TV. I don't own a TV. <laughs> I don't own a TV either, but I know who the or, Kardashians are. Well, I'm almost. I'm also like a mother, and almost I fifty. I don't have time for that no. bullshit. I got it. Who has time for that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, I know. I wanted to be a. I wanted to. I wanted to have a romance uh, cover novel. That, that was my thing. Because I remember, like, when I first started fitness modeling. I oh my I god, at, like Fabio, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I you looked up to this. I looked up this. I looked up to this guy, and I remember, like, he just doing a thing, and they were like, "Look, he has three covers on Men's Health magazine, and he's done over six I mean, different covers thing. for romance novels." And yeah. I was like, "That's so cool!" Like, I think. <laughs> Model. So cool. And I was like, that's what I wanted. You gotta have a dream. You gotta have a dream, yeah, man. It's okay. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's like then and then I met and then you know and then and then Stigler wrote me into everything with a peer on and then I kinda like my my vision shifted a little bit and I got like yeah. too professional. I think I got too professional. Like I realized like I 
Like, I think what it was is like, I realized that people respected what I had to say in the industry. And then I thought like, but I forgot that like the only reason people cared what I had to say is because I was the muscular dude who also had the brain who was saying smart stuff. Like, like that's the only reason people cared what I had to say in the beginning. And then I kind of forgot about that. And I was like, Oh, like, I can just stay, I can just say smart shit and people care. It's like, no, that's not why they cared. They cared because you were the guy saying smart shit who looked like you do. And it didn't make sense. It was like an oxymoron. Yeah. So it was like, well, I mean, look at Ben Greenfield. I mean, he's constantly yeah. posing naked. I mean, it's like, we've seen that guy's ass. Yeah. He's like a nature. He's like a, he's like a nature, like kind of person though. Like, yeah. You know, he's, he's like, he's like superhuman. Like that's, he has his audience. I just think like, he's I, a didn't, I didn't know man. He's, yeah, he is. He's yeah, no he joke. Is. He's, but he's always yeah. showing his body. He's That's true. He's, he's every video is naked. Right. I remember I'd show women stuff and they're like, well, who is he? I'm like, don't get distracted by that. <laughs> Can you just listen to what he's saying? <laughs> yeah. But that's the point. No, that yeah, I get the it. Point. Yeah, I get like, it. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyways. It's okay. Welcome back to the Directional Podcast. Yeah. I am Mom your host. Does the same thing. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to show your shit. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was showing it. I was showing it. Yeah, I was showing. It. I got, I got plenty of, uh, I got plenty of feedback from my, uh, from my picture I put in my story yesterday. So, yeah. Anyway, feedback. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back to Generation Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Fazio, and I'm here with a very special guest and my friend, and uh, really, really like just the best social media personality possibly out there in the health space. <laughs> Dr. Stephanie Rimko, welcome to the show. People would take measure with that. <laughs> I'm welcome a tiny fish in a big ocean, baby. But you know, no, you're she's great. If you guys don't follow her, make sure you follow her, Dr. Underscore Rimko. She uh, she'll post content that uh, that um, at least challenges your 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 mind. So yeah, that's what I love. No, I try. She has, I'm she in has a great unique stuff. niche, right? So I'm like in mental yeah. health, but I come from it with a brain health perspective that brain with the postulate that brain equals behavior and that's not the normal right. um, way mental health is seen by psychiatrists psychologists talk therapists they don't understand brain function they don't understand the, the hormones and neurotransmitters they don't understand any of it uh, i've dated these people uh, i've dated many psychologists and they just turn around and they go you know we have no idea what you're talking about we are taught none of that i'm like how can you possibly do this without understanding the basics of neurochemistry. I, that's, I don't understand. That's really strange. Yeah. Right? So they don't know that mold can cause depression, that uh, Lyme can lead to suicidal behavior. They don't know what PANDAS means. They don't understand autism. They just don't understand that. So people will think they have this thing for life and they're supposed to take this stuff for life to dampen their symptoms. It's not doing anything to reverse or cure which is the four letter word that we're never supposed to say in healthcare, right? I'm never supposed to say cure. Yeah, no. I say, or you know, prevent, prevent. bullshit you and say, you can cure things. You can't say so, uh, preventative either. You can't? Well, I know, know Peter, Peter Atia like wrote a big, or not him, but like somebody, somebody wrote, they, they, they published a whole surprised. study. They published a whole study that the NIH wanted for, um, reversing basically um oh no what it would it would what yeah i think it was preventable something like that like he he had basically developed a, a method this guy developed a method a friend of peter atia's 
he developed a method um, that was like so good for reversing arthro- uh, like atherosclerosis and um, which is heart disease, basically for those who don't know. Um, he he developed like such an a, such a great method oh. for reversing um, that issue, and um, the, the NIH actually wanted his work, like they wanted to use it as a like as as a whole like study and all this stuff, but they just said um, there's this one there's this one uh, like there's one drawback is you can't say. Uh, you can't say like he was like preventative or um, like he couldn't use the word reversible or something like that. It was like so yeah. it was so stupid. Like yeah. it was like he couldn't he couldn't say that this like that's how they keep poisoning your curing, mind. Basically, cures yeah. they keep poisoning your disease. minds and they're censoring words. Censorship has been around for a very long time, and it started with the Rockefellers and them taking over everything. And it's very uh, it is deeply penetrated healthcare. 100%. So you can't say those things like so that's why people live in thinking they have to have something for life and I, I think there's no field that that feels it harder than the mental health field what runs in family this shit's genetic you can't you can't get rid of bipolar i'm like I, i've done it hundreds of times so i don't know what the fuck you're talking about so you keep living in your limited you know ceiling and you keep arguing for your limitations or you can get on board with possibility right. So it's it's a you weird niche that I have. So I do post stuff that's a little bit unusual. I, I love it. Think, yeah, I love it. It's great. No, you're like you're just completely like yourself, and I think that that's yeah. like uh, I, I think that's something like, that's missing, people. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I missing. think there's a lot of people doing it. Honestly, well, there's more now. There's more yeah, right now than ever before. Yeah, but... there's a lot of those are fake posers too. It's fascinating. I'm that's like, true. oh, you're cute. Like you just got learned this last year. That's cute. Yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of that. There, oh, you're new to the party. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. Of, yeah. There's a lot of new uh, people that now refer to themselves as 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 uh, cons, con, uh, conspiracists. Now yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Or you know, um, they're, yeah. they're natural holistic experts, and they kind of yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cute. You learned what CBD was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cute. Okay. They use words awesome. like immunized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what a natural immunity means. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> Yeah, no. It's, Some of us uh, have known this a really long time. I'm just saying. And, uh, <laughs> some, of us, the, some of us have known this bullshit is bullshit for a really long time. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> explain, explain exactly like what your background is and how you got it. How you got into this? Just for people who don't know who you are. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty straightforward, but kind of bizarre. Um, I end up specializing and focusing on mental health, I think, because it just plagued my family so much. And um, uh, and through some of the trials and errors that I saw people in my family dealing with, with uh, drug addiction, alcohol, prison, uh, very erratic, bizarre behaviors, looking like maybe borderline or bipolar or even schizophrenic. Um, I was always kind of a, like interested in that, and I thought I was just going to be a traditional physician to uh, help with that or be a surgeon. But in my own kind of college learning and things happening to me um, and, and me going through the healthcare system and getting no help, realizing they don't actually seem, I was kind of like the emperor wears no, you know, 
no shoes or whatever. I was like, they, they really don't know what they're doing. And I don't think I want to go down that route. I'm not sure I want to be involved in that whole situation. So I ended up going a very alternative route and I became a chiropractor. Um, and in that time, my nephew was diagnosed autistic. And because of that, while I was in grad school, we learn all about functional health. We learn holistic health. We learn everything non-drug. So we learn everything can be reversed. Everything can be cured. Everything, the, the power that made the body heals the body. So we just don't have that same dogma that you need an outside kind of thing to fix anything anyway. We're taught and believe that the power is already within you. You just have to remove anything that's stopping you from being the best you can be. Poisons and toxins and people, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So in that journey, that's how I approached that school because I was working um, with schizophrenics in Detroit in and out of mental hospitals and, and group homes and stuff. And I was trying to fit and I was seeing what was going on there. And that's when I decided like the psychiatrists are never getting these people better. Like they're just getting worse and worse. And it was like an aha moment with my chiropractor. Right. So I was like, oh, I need to do that. I was a little naive. So I realized I had to learn a whole lot more and go down some other really dark like rabbit holes. But when you get with um, autism doctors, the defeat autism now, the Dan doctors, they started training me and teaching me with my nephew. And then you have to go down the gut route, the genetics route. That led me to orthomolecular psychiatry, which was created by Dr. Abram Hoffer, a psychiatrist out of Canada, who turned in his medical license and basically said, F you to the Canadian Psychiatric Association, said, you guys are all mm. lunatics because you're doing this wrong. Interesting. Um, work with Carl Pfeiffer. Yeah. And everything is about nutrient therapy and using real functional tests, isolating what's really going on. He cured like at least three or 4,000 schizophrenics. Wow. Um, and he had no problem saying that. He goes, let me be real clear. I cured them. They are cured. They're, they don't, they're not on any medications. They don't need to be on any medications. And many of them, he goes, I can't disclose. Many of them are very famous top physicians now to this day, but it requires looking at it differently. Um, and so that's how I kind of fell into it. And so I became a neurofeedback therapist as well. So I was going down that orthomolecular psychiatry route, looking at nutrient therapy, testing, because somebody might have, you know, with schizophrenia, like a thousand times need of B3 of somebody else. There are some epigenetic variations mm -hmm. that are causing what is caught, what's going on there, you know? So right. their, their protocols, will, it's, not, it's not one size fits all by any means, right? So then I became a neurofeedback therapist because it worked on my nephew so well for autism. So I'm board certified in that. So I do explain, a lot of explain, explain what explain what neurofeedback is. Yeah. So neurofeedback is taking a, a piece of biological information, right? Neuro. Mm. So it's a brain wave info piece of information. We feed it back to the system. So any type of biofeedback is feeding information back. We can measure right. temperature on the hand and teach you to change to control your skin temperature at will. That's very common for anxiety. I've done that with many kids in the office. We can teach you to, to control your breathing and your emotional state with heart rate variability training. It's a form of biofeedback, heart coherence. Uh, neurofeedback is measuring brainwave activity, the things we've all heard of, delta, theta, alpha, gamma, uh, beta, gamma, um, taking some of those like recording brain imaging of electrical activity, seeing what it looks like in an EEG and saying, okay, this part of the brain is a little bit too active. This part is, is underactive. This is inflamed. This is the symmetry is, is incorrect. It's not right, left to right or front to back kind of a thing. The highways are 
they're, they're not talking on the highways or while we're over communicating or so jammed up, nothing's getting done. So that's the kind of things we look at with, with uh, QEEG brain imaging. And then we do feedback. So what it looks like is people are hooked up some electrodes to their brain. They're basically playing a, a movie or cartoon or a video game with their mind on a screen, but they're controlling it based upon the parameters we're controlling behind the scenes of wake this part of the brain up or calm this part of the brain down. And those, their symptoms correlate with what we're seeing, like, right? Oh, that makes total right. sense. They can't sleep because of, you know, the high beta waves in the front of the brain. They don't make any delta, you know, the too low delta, whatever okay. it is, right? Plus you can ascertain a tremendous amount of information about their metabolic state from that. And that's what I'm really good at, I think, because I focus okay. on that. And a lot of neurofeedback people do not know anything about that. So they don't understand how the thyroid is involved with alpha production and how that's why you can't move alpha if you don't fix their thyroid first. You know, that's what's getting in your way. Uh, This is why it looks like that is because their brain is inflamed because they probably have Lyme. So let's test for it or something. So I'm able to kind of merge that all together. So that neurofeedback is an electromagnetic therapy. So I use a lot of electricity, magnets, lights to change brain structure and function. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I've done some work with neurofeedback with uh, a few different people, but um, like clients of mine that I've had um, sent them neurofeedback specialists. We actually have in uh, in Sarasota, we actually have a, oh, um, we have a place called the Neuro Institute, which is like, um, which is like really close, really close to me. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's definitely like, it's game changing, like for the people that really, um, dedicate time to really being consistent with it yeah you have to be consistent. you have to be consistent with it yeah it's a two times a week minimum or we won't see no clinician should take you unless you are going to commit to the it's like physical therapy it's like training right it's like like, i can't be from here you know point a to point b it's requires going over the pathway over and over again it's teaching the brain to ignore a certain pathway and then focus on something that's very hard for it to do so it's a two to three Mm -hmm. time a week typical we do that for quite a long time and you're typically going to do at least 30 to 40 sessions minimum because that is the clinical number of what it is to be permanent so most packages are like 40 sessions done and done we we don't do a five there's no trying it out like this is how it is you know, and, and this is how it is. Right. So it, it, you might feel better in 10 sessions, but then it'll, if you don't come back, it will just reverse. Unlike a muscle, however, right. You know, if you trained me, you know, for mm-hmm. whatever your show or something, we got me ripped and cut. If I don't mean keep going and doing it, the muscle atrophies, it's going to change. Yeah, right. The brain won't do that. It'll actually, once you hit a certain point, we have to watch where that is. We don't know for sure, 45 sessions, 50 sessions, whatever, you know, depends on the age and a lot of condi- lot of reasons. Um, the brain, it, not only will it not reverse, it will continue to upgrade when you leave. So we often have people, we, we're done and we say, okay, go ahead, go back mm-hmm. to school, go back and do the thing. Let's see how you do. Uh, and then we might have them come back in four weeks or six weeks for a tune-up session. And then in the live session, we can see how they're adapting or, or how well they're adapting or not adapting. And we can often go, man, you're still getting better. <laughs> I'll see you in four more weeks or I'll see you in six weeks or kind of a thing. Or if you have, if something, ha- if you regress, right. come back. Yeah. Because the brain is called, is basically is, is plastic, right? Plasticity. That's called Correct. plasticity. Yeah. Right. The yeah. So, plasticity principle. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever read the book. It's called how the brain changes. Yeah. 
course. Yeah. I recommend okay, it so all the time. Yeah. I read, I have that book on my nightstand actually. Yeah. 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 Um, great book. It's, um, if you guys never read it, um, go check it out. Uh, you can get, find it on Amazon, uh, you know, iTunes bookstore or anything like that. Um, but if you have any, any interest in, uh, in what she's talking about right here or any of that, I mean, I think it's one of the, I mean, cause what I was doing, when I was doing, when I was doing neuromuscular therapy before I sold my practice and moved on from that, um, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff similar to, um, you know, not necessarily like on the, in the, in the neurology scale, but like in the neuroconnective tissue associated with the yeah. muscle. You're doing a new fit, right? Well, no, I can't really talk about. I can't. Really oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't really talk about this on. Uh, okay. Over because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that's an electro. It's an electrical thing with a muscle, you guys, and actually, so it all connects anyway. Yes. Right? Yes. I was, I was doing direct current stimulation therapy, uh, with a with a neurological device. Yes. Originally, right. yes, I was with NuFit. So yeah, you have that right. Um, no longer, no. Um, but yeah, it's another story. <laughs> Can't really discuss all that right now. Um, but yeah, um, I was doing a lot with uh, muscle stimulation associated with, yeah. you know, um, neurological function and, and how and how the brain basically like how much the signaling changes, you know, how much muscle you can build and, and, and yeah. uh, um, you know, recruit at once right mm -hmm. so the more muscle fibers you can recruit at one time the more muscle breakdown you're going to get the bigger the pump's going to be the bigger the you know the, the more you're going to grow at a faster rate as long as you can repair that rate um but re recently though I, I, my biggest thing now is i've actually decided that um growth factors enhancing growth factors and uh you know uh, regulating uh regulatory hormones is the is going to be the new science behind uh, bodybuilding here within the next 10 years or so. Um, just because um, you can get somebody to, to like, to, to really train their chest as hard as you possibly can. But the, the reality is, is that if the nutrient timing isn't there or if it's not going into the muscle at the right time, if it's not repairing it, if there's not enough of it, um, then it's, it, you know, it's, it's useless. So, um, Recently, I've, you know, I'm really, I've dug a lot into peptides, that kind of yeah. stuff. Well, you guys have been doing that, but that's, that's, you guys, to me, have been doing the hormone and, and peptide and growth hormone stuff for, I mean, it's the yeah. gym bros that's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, and I, I just, but I just think so many people miss so many things. Like they just miss so many things. Oh, like you yeah. talked, you talked about so many important factors right there and just, in just a, and you just like glanced over, but like just the the whole association with uh with how the mind works in activating specific growth factors based off of what we're basically perceiving in our mind as we're yeah. doing certain activities yeah. and, and and the studies and you can you can you know affirm this but the studies that will actually show that you actually do better you train better you perform harder um in an elated mindset not an angry mindset and i think that like you might be able to lift more one time if you're angry, but you're going to get a better training session. You're going to get yeah. a more effective training session if you're in a positive state yeah. of mind. I don't actually ever read those types of studies, right? Because that's not my, the physical uh, body is right, um, I gotcha. kind of boring for me, which I'm, that's a mistake. 
Like it's a mistake. Like right. I'm, I'm a 49 year old woman that is going into like the changes, the hormones. Like, oh shit. I really, I've only honored my mental space. Right. right. I'm a, I'm a read 300 books a year kind of a person and listen, like it, it's stupid. And where you kind of go, yeah, I don't know, you know what I mean? You can forget about some of the physical part, um, especially when, if you get sick or injured, which I've been through those things and you mm-hmm. kind of become afraid of doing it again. So then you can kind of just escape. I kind of ignored it. That was to my own detriment. It's a mistake. And I, I, I'm really working on myself and getting my patients that are with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, mold illness, something like Lyme to be like, you cannot stop moving. We have got to keep going. So I do understand it from an endorphin standpoint, what euphoria does and how endorphins and what Mm. I need to do to modulate that because they're always depressed in my depressed patients and they're always depressed with people with pain disorders, right? That's why depression and pain go hand in hand. And if I can modulate endorphins and I get to euphoria, everything improves, learning improves. So it makes total sense that you would have a better physical weight lifting output experience, right? If That's the thing. Endorphins properly. That's the thing is like learning, learning, learning improves. And it's outrageous. Yeah. yeah. So like, and that's what most people don't, they don't understand is they don't yeah. like recognize how, yeah. how much that changes. Flow state. You know, we talk about getting in the flow state, which is really the prime, but you don't even have to get to that level. But if you just have some, better endorphins optimize endorphins i mean you know have some orgasms and then go lift I mean, have some orgasms and study i mean you know what i mean have some orgasms take a test it's really it's not rocket science we're making it really complicated i mean you can have an orgasm on methylene blue i guess that might make the whole thing better and then go take your test i imagine you're gonna bang it out then pun intended is, so in, is this is this the I, I prescribe sex all the time to my patients. I'm like, you should probably be having more sex. No, that's great. I love that. It's yeah, true. People don't yeah. say that. I'm like, you should, I don't understand why you're not having sex. And they'll, you I mean, are, I have so many women are like, oh my God, I haven't had sex. There's people, out there not, there's people out there not having sex. Any, six, right seven, eight, ten years. Wow. Years. How do you do that many years without that? This easy. I mean, when women, Is it easy? for women. Yeah, <laughs> Is it yeah. easy? But I don't know. Not the yes, women, not the women that I've met. I don't know. Three yeah. kids. She's just overwhelmed. I mean, yeah. yeah she's well, is that without? Is that without? 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 Without sex or without orgasms? What are we talking about here? Oh, orgasms. without like sex with a partner. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That yeah. now that I'm makes sure more sense. I'm sure they're they're taking care of themselves and all of that. It's just well, not, not good. the same. I mean, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get same. an endorphin bang from that. I am not meaning to use these words. It's just the words I use. From just well, the that's thing. the title of the episode now. Endorphin, yeah. endor- endorphin you know, how to get endorphin write a book like that. Shit. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Damn. Um. <laughs> yeah, people forget about some of the basic things. I'm like, an orgasm is an explosive moment for a reason. It's much better with another person because then you have a whole other flood in the vasopressin and oxytocin connection, and then you right. get a whole other flood that you're not going to get the same way by yourself. But you know. Oh yeah, people go so there's no wonder their their neurotransmitters are tanking. There's no wonder their brain performance is tanking. There's no wonder they don't have drive and motivation to go to the gym or lift weights or hire a trainer. They haven't been doing a basic biological function like sex. It's in the same part of the brain as thirst and hunger and sleep. They're all there together. So I, I put it on the same category as, you know, why do you think so many women are eating chocolate and wine all the time? Because they can't get laid. 
well. <laughs> what is that? Well, I'm going to add well onto it. They might get laid, but not well. What is the chocolate? chocolate and wine? What is that? Is that? Is that? Oh, because that's anandamide, baby. That's okay, a yeah, yeah. cannabidiol. Aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac. That's a yeah. molecule in there. Are you kidding? Okay, so that's real. All the keto women come it's to 100%. me and talk about. Oh, I still have my vice of chocolate. I'm like, of course you do. I mean, I would marry chocolate. <laughs> I mean, if chocolate could hold me, I'd be good. A little cava cava. Yeah. Well, little CBD. Going to We can have a. We'll have a. I'll have a harem. I'll become a Mormon. I'll have all them women as wife. If, if chocolate, if um, so chocolate, that's, that's real. Like the stuff about chocolate, and what about what about what about what about oysters? Is that real? Yeah, it's real. Yeah, that zinc content. So you have that really, you have a, a nice um, protein fat ratio that really, but in that high zinc, mm-hmm. you, yeah, okay. it works. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All uh, right. Men and women should be having oysters at least once a week. Really? But if you're, if you're having, you're struggling. Oh, have some oysters yeah. and some chocolate, no alcohol. Kill it. Yeah. Maybe you might need a little bit of nitric no. oxide, a little bit of help, but. No sildenafil needed. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, explain, explain sort of though. Okay. Tell me this. Why? Let's, let's just go here. Why? What is with um, anxiety? And it seems like people who have massive anxiety also have like a chronic like sex drive. Like people, this, this this personal experience. You have to explain. Yeah, I don't, I've not seen this. So what do you mean? Maybe I'm missing. So like maybe people using claim that they have like terrible anxiety on a regular basis. Like first of all, let's just get into anxiety just for a minute. Let's just talk about that because okay. it seems like people in like my age group, for instance, mostly okay. girls, my age group. I was gonna say this is like a thing. This is a huge 20, twenty. What to is 30. your age? You're like under thirty. Yeah, twenty twenty. So let's say twenty to thirty. Okay. Right now, girls, okay. young women, twenty to thirty. Okay. What is the what is this what is the epidemic surrounding anxiety? Like it seems like it's like an like an epidemic. Like oh, there is more like there's more anxiety and medication going out the door. Yeah, it's sad. At, there, there's, yeah. That's a huge question. So you're looking at. I mean, it's it, it's ten year olds. We have you have more ten year olds on the well, block. Yeah, you can imagine. So I, I yeah no trust me. I know it's getting worse every single. It's worse. Every I mean, there's 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 a societal impact. I mean, just look at the last two years, we're seeing things go through, right? There's the way we're doing mm-hmm. things, right? Um, where we're instilling fear. So parents, mm-hmm. the parents are becoming more fearful. Parents are becoming more paranoid. Parents are projecting all of, you know, so they're, they're bringing their, you have a lot of unhealed parents, a lot of That's a great child point. wounds having children. Okay. So let's, yeah. that, that is that. Um, so it's just, the cycle continues and they just make it worse and worse and worse. Um, you do have the electromagnetic, uh, problems, phones, laptops, all of these things. They absolutely mm. change the brain. There are dozens of books written about this. I've been anti-screen for children for forever. I don't think any child should watch any screen. I mean, TV, movies, iPads, YouTubes, all of the things until they're 12 years old. That is where they're neurologically mm. ready at a bare minimum nine to 10. There's a big shift in the brain around nine. So there's like a pre-puberty and there's a little bit of coalescing of things. 
they should be not right. this whole like baby Einstein movement. And, and you, you, you go into a grocery store or restaurant. What do you see? Oh, six I know. Yeah. It's like this. They're like six yeah. months. Doesn't even make any sense. Are causing, know how to use the phone. They are causing anxiety. All of these devices cause it. So point. what the medium itself does, that flicker rate, you have three colors and a flicker rate that is causing fight or flight response in the brain, no matter what. You, you can't control it. It's a neurological override protective survival mechanism of us seeing flicker in the trees to see if it, a predator is coming. So that light flicker rate causes it every time. You can't consciously override this. It's why people numb out eventually. Like, and they look like, a, why we call it a couch potato because you're on such high alert like this. And then the body's like, I, I got to shut it down because we're really not going to die. I don't know what else to do. Right. So there's, there's that. They're being poisoned to death. They're poisoned, you know, children. To, my son had more poisons coming through my placenta than my grandmother ever encountered in her whole life. That's a great point. Yeah. Right? So they're finding all of, like, and I was an organic, try not to do the right. things and don't take the you drugs. Were, you, were, you, were, you were going over top trying to do all the things over the to, top. To, li to limit to limit yeah. the amount of, but it was my still, son never it was had still, fluoride yeah. water touch his body until he was maybe eight or nine years old i had full home i mean i was like it's incredible you're not touching him with any of this right um but he also we also had a horribly dangerous delivery and emergency c-section mm -hmm. and he was in NICU and he wasn't doing well and i wasn't doing well and so he got those things on him and had plastics attached to him right from the get-go he absorbed the wrong bacteria in his gut. He not from me, from the air of a hospital. You know, he didn't get to my breast for 48 hours. I mean, it was a shit show. Wow. Right. There's more and more of that happening, right? So they're being poisoned to death with toxins in the food, the water, the air, with the lights and the electromagnetic spectrum. There was no I didn't my first cell phone, I was 25, 26, 27 years old when I bought my first phone or something like that. I was in graduate school. Yeah, my clinical rounds where it was like, do I get a pager or like, oh, there's a new thing. We can get phones now for the same price. I don't know. Do I really need a phone? That's literally the conversations. And when I was in graduate school, upper classmen were like, yeah, just get a phone. It's really, really hard to pull over when a patient calls you. It's better to have a phone if you can afford it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Right now, mm -hmm. it's like you come out of the people are giving them to six-year-olds. There's like Disney phones and bullshit. I know. No, so I know. It's we're like... poisoning them. They're also feeding them like shit. Parents are, I mean, I don't, I, I see kids at, at Starbucks having coffees and brownies. At, they're like five. My mother was making point. eggs and bacon. We had a, I had a hot breakfast every damn day in, yeah. in the seventies. My mother cooked, yeah. you know, it's not even cold cereal. That shit didn't start till the eighties. Mm -hmm. So people back then we were eating high, you know, cholesterol, high saturated fat, protein, animal-based diets high fructose corn syrup didn't even exist until 1973. I mean, you guys are coming in at a completely different rate and you're being oscillated and vibrated to death. So this brain is supposed to be very low frequency, average 20, you know, 30 Hertz. The body should be very low Hertz. The earth is pulsating. The Schumann resonance is 7.83 Hertz. The terrestrial land is 9.6 Hertz. That's all alpha brainwave. Okay. This yeah. shit is gigahertz, giga, giga, gigas. You're being, so all of this electricity is 60 hertz in this house. That was a major mistake. They, they fucked up this. Everything, if it was at 50 hertz, would be a major change on our physiology. So you're surrounded mm. by things speeding you up, causing the brain to go hyperactive. Right. Okay? Causing it all to go too fast. So there's a number of reasons. I mean, you just layer it on top of each other and the, the biological systems are just starting to break under the pressure. They can't adapt. We can't adapt fast enough. 
So, and I'm, I'm, so I, get, I do get tired of people talking about the generations are all soft and weak and that it, I get it. It, it I is frustrated too. We did it to them. Hey, you know, I, I, you know what? I, I, I respect you for saying that and being like, being in that, like closer to that generation because you're not quite in the same generation as like, like my parents, no, like, I'm, but yeah, I'm right in that weird. In you're, right, you're right. Like, right. You're like, you're, you're yeah. close. Like you're right yeah, there. I'm like but Gen like, X where it's like, we went through our stuff. We were the latchkey right. kids. We were kind of starting to have to do things. The eighties were fabulous. Y'all don't even know, but we weren't poisoned to death, but unfortunately our kids are coming out poisoned to death because we've accumulated them, you right. know, and we're waking up to, Oh shit. Like what, what's, you know, what's happened to me. And they were passing it on and, you know, the whole uh, juicy juice schedule is obscene. You know, the amount of juicy juice things I had as a child compared to what the schedule is now for these kids, it's, it's, it's insane. So their toxin load, they're being poisoned to death everywhere. They don't stand a chance. So it's, it's a tough, it's, it's tough. And so, you know, I tell parents best I can. I'm like, one of the big things you become a patient of mine, we do neurofeedback, all media goes away. Kids can't, are not, not allowed to watch any more TV when they do neurofeedback, only on the weekends, because they do it in the office. We do it when we do training because it's killing them. The, the digital babysitter is a problem. That's, and the parents need to own that. But it's because we've had to have to take two, three jobs and nobody's staying married and we're alone and we're exhausted and we have no help, right? We all moved, we all left and left our parents. I'm, I'm 800 miles from my mother. When I was growing up, everybody lived. The, the families would be on the same block. Be all brother. My brother lives here. My 100%. sister lives around the block. My cousins over here. My friends have, you know what I mean? They got like the Arabs. My friend, they got ninety-one first cousins. They they come help each other do everything. You don't need to hire a babysitter. You just call your aunt. That's not how it is now. We've gotten mobile. We're right. everybody. My patients are all isolated, isolated, alone. Don't have community. Don't have family. Yeah. Well, now right? we got the meta now we got the metaverse and all this stuff coming out too, oh, and it's geez. you know. <laughs> we won't get into that. We won't touch on that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like, remember the movie Idiocracy? I don't know. I've never seen that. Okay, you must watch Idiocracy. All right, I'll write it down. I'll watch it. Yeah, that's right. You're in this young group. You have to watch Idiocracy. <laughs> It's like a 20 year old movie. None of us knew it was going to be a documentary, but it is. It's okay. stunning. I mean, it, it, I can't watch it now. It's not funny. It was hilarious when we watched it. It's, but um, now it's like, now it's like reality. <laughs> You're like, shit. You realize it was pre programming. I'm like, oh my God, they're showing, <laughs> they're showing you where it's going, but they're showing mm. you even worse. When you watch it, watch it. Wait, hear me say this. And then you talked about the metaverse. Idiocracy is coming unless we stand up and resist. No, I'm, yeah, I totally agree. I, I, yeah. I think. But those girls who are anxious and not having sex are just going to do it in the metaverse now. People aren't going to end up touching each other at all. No, they're like, they're the kind, like, I don't, well, <laughs> you know that's Listen, I don't know how personal I want to get them. Oh no, let's be real clear. The biggest seller is going to be sex in the metaverse. Yeah. You're right. going to have. Well, they're, all, they're, they're already going to be able like, to buy devices. The people... You're going to buy things and be having sex with them. And da, 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 da. of course, they already have sex dolls. Imagine well, you have a sex doll the... and you got the virtual. Yeah, no, I know. They're well, they already have. Addicts. They already have the. They already have like the virtual reality headsets where they were doing like virtual reality porn and all that stuff. Like I got big for a while. So it's going to be bad. 
But like, no, they were already doing that. Like they were already doing that on uh, yeah, but like, now you're gonna video be able to games do it with a cat and a dog and everything else. It's going to be, it's not good. Oh yeah. See, I'm not a fan. A point. No. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of people don't know that. Now, that I guess exists. that's better. I guess it's better than you actually do. You know, there's, I'm not going to get, I, I can't even get it. Get too much. <laughs> Let's not get too deep. There's some sickos out there, man. <laughs> you just not get too deep on that. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. Line. I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna. All right. I'm gonna wipe. <laughs> what I no, I think what I was trying to get at is just like it seems like to me that a lot of young girls like today, like 20 to 30, like that same age group who's like super right, anxious. Right. They're like. Well, one. They're like, that's awesome. So one that they have. Well, it's yeah, drive, it's it's great. I think as long as it's healthy, healthy and it's not putting yeah. you in positions that's that are like, better because a lot of men don't have one. Well, that's what's kind of weird. That's what's kind of weird is like, yeah. but I don't think it's like I don't think it's like they're not seeking it for like the right reasons. Is well, yeah, what I'm saying. They're, 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 I'm saying they're probably they aren't settled. It's more of a mental. It's more of a mental mechanism. thing than it yeah. is a hormonal thing. Yeah it's a coping mechanism and it's going to, it feels mm -hmm. good. It relieves, I mean, orgasms are amazing That's, and connection with a person and getting that. Are, 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 that. are, are they, are, are you think they're actually having that many? Like with, cause I know like most of the guys, no idea. most you of the guys don't know what you're doing. Hey, listen, don't, don't, don't get, don't, don't talk, don't talk to me. Don't talk to, don't talk to me. I don't know. I've never heard. I, I don't really fit in with guys my age because okay. I've, I've, I've never, I've never, uh, yeah. when people come to me, they come to me with a lot of anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. They don't say that they, uh, sex drive is too high. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't see that problem. I'm usually no. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I have to get them to be able to want sex again. So, I mean, like, I for have me, to research it. I need a beta group. I need five women to interview. I got you. Just yeah. give me my contact. Just give me my contact yeah. list. Maybe it's you, Dan. Have you thought about this? Maybe you make them nervous. <laughs> well, they want they... to have sex with you, but they're just awkward. No. Nobody, like I, I might, I might, I might even know. Clear. I'm not running through the streets. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not He's running through the streets. I'm just saying. Um, no, I think. Well, I think there is, there is, a, there is a part of that of like when girls like get with a guy who 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 can like make them feel a certain way, right? Sexually, then it becomes over like an over like like an obsessive you know addition to that really what do you yeah. consider i'm curious what what is what is that what does that look like for you like what is too much what do you mean like what, what is too much like, to people too much I sex i've never seen a girl a young woman i've just never oh my seen God. In my practice i'm not saying it doesn't yeah. exist i it don't exists. have clinical experience of what is too much to you it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not that it's, it's not that it's too much. It's just like, for me, for instance, like personally, like, I, and I don't want to get into the, too deep. I have another podcast that I'm actually going to, that it's in creation right now where we're talking about stuff like this. I'll have you on that one too. So we'll get, okay. we'll get wild. <laughs> but like, you know, for me, it's because we're talking about, you know, mental, mental health and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's really important to talk about. Yeah. For me, for instance, I, I was involved in doing a lot of stuff uh, that I shouldn't have been involved in, uh, like younger but when i was like closer to like 20 so like around i'll say i'll say 18 it's not the exact age but i'll just put that out there so we can uh, stay within the confines of the law um so like i'll say 18 to 20 um i was 
I was involved in some stuff and I was like, I was like, over accessible, right? I have, I had over access essentially to a lot of opportunities, experiences. And, um, I was over, I was overstimulated. I was overdrawn and, uh, to the point where like my receptor, my receptors became so downregulated yeah. from just like dopamine nor- normality. should only be dopamine becomes a big so dopamine is that mm. it's not a pleasure molecule we we right. called it the wrong thing you know it's really a, a craving searching longing more molecule it's it and it drives us to get more do more search more find more That's, it, it, it's the satisfaction point. with the present yeah so that's what makes it a drug. You have to be, it's like, okay, let me get the next one. Well, they're all drugs. They're all addictive. Oxytocin is mm. addictive, right? I mean, right. but, you know, women shouldn't, does that mean they shouldn't have babies and breastfeed? Of course no, they should, no, no. right? So, right. so it's, it's, but dopamine is supposed to be released in response to some effort. There's usually right. work involved, right? Like Traveling exercise, working land, out, training exercise, hard. Achieving something. Mm. I mean, just even, getting discovering new territory requires getting on a yeah. horse or a camel or walking or running i mean you have to, like right. oh, i want to discover a new land that is all dopamine every right. explorer is dopamine every scientist is dopamine driven um people you know but in dopamine and the serotonin the whole kind of dopamine is future oriented and the other ones are like here and now so the endocannabinoids right. are alpha presence serotonin is alpha presence so if serotonin is really high and dopamine, you know, they, they go together, that has to modulate down. And those people can stay together, married 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Many people don't make enough of those here and now chemicals to like keep them interested. They don't have enough of the oxytocin vasopressin connection. And they're all, they're driven by dopamine. They need more. They need more. So it doesn't yeah. mean they don't love this person, but it's got not enough serotonin to keep them there. They're like, I'm looking over there because I just needed, I conquer things. That's what I do. <laughs> I need new. So they cheat or they get divorced or whatever. And we want to criticize their character. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Right. So dopamine should be released after doing something like Like, it requires effort. Well, yeah, cookies and cake and wine and cocaine and whatever, you know, all of these set just porn, let's say, or just uncommitted sex. They require no effort, right? So they require no, and that's what causes, it's too much, too fast with no effort. That causes downregulation. A person like David Goggins, right? Let's say him, highly crazily dopamine driven. Like that's funny. I get, I get compared. I get compared to him a lot now because. Oh, of yeah. my, well, my I mean, I've never seen another human more dopamine driven in my life. Yeah, no. I Tesla, agree. Tesla, dopamine driven. Dopamine can drive you though to madness, psychosis. Okay, so it's right on the edge. The genius, the geniuses have very high dopamine. Bodybuilding. They also can be become have hallucinations, psychotic, break through with reality. You know, and maybe that they're seeing a different dimension of reality. I don't know, but they have a hard time. Tesla struggled to be in this lifetime, right? But he was yeah. genius out there with that. Most of those people with that brilliant mind kind of thinking, they can't stay married. They can't stay in a relationship. They have a, a substance abuse issues. They, you know, David Goggins can do what he can do, but he's been mm-hmm. married and divorced and not parent. I don't think he parents his yeah. child's children. You know what I mean? Like he can't handle that part. 
because it's more. He's he cannot stop. Right. Pasta, he's so dopamine dopaminergic. I hate that word. Right. No, you're right. And other people, they'll work the same job 50 years. They're married to the same woman. They don't need to leave. They why would they ever move out of their hometown? They're All so right. comfortable and settled that they're not dopamine brains. They get a the little bit here and there. So drugs, alcohol, porn, video games, gambling, all this newer, mm -hmm. all of this social media, dopamine, dopamine, yeah. dopamine, 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 dopamine. So you get blown out and then the brains don't even know how to attenuate. They don't know how to do work anymore to get the dopamine. So that, that's, that's a very, very, see how it's a very different thing when you understand yeah. what it is and it, it, it drives out of all relationships are just these, these neurotransmitters and hormones I, right I, I now see everybody that way that's why i judge nothing i'm like i get it His <laughs> i get it he cheated i get it she's a shopaholic i'm like you guys i mean it's not a character flaw it's not a it's not a it's not a moral thing they're, right. they're on balance you have to retrain what? the system let's let, brain well. equals behavior brains <laughs> equal behavior Okay. I agree. No, right. Exactly. All I was saying is like, is like, is, is, is the, but the fact that I was like, so like, like you said, like so stimulated, so dopamine driven for so long and, and the access was too easy. Yeah. Yeah. That like, it's not good. that like, yeah. And so like huh. when I was away from that and I'd stepped out of it, I started bodybuilding, started changing my life, started doing all this stuff. And all, by the way, bodybuilding is very dopamine driven. A hundred percent. Yeah, but it's the right dopamine driven. It it can no be. You it can be, but I'm gonna well, tell you right now. As long the as problem you're doing is it the right way. If you're not the, juicing it up, I mean, how is it not? The the problem is is that because I'm gonna tell you why. Because the bodybuilders that I work with, a lot of them who I work with, or I used to, I don't. I'm not trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to work with less of. I don't really work that many anymore. Because <laughs> the industry's the industry's really messed up. But like, I'm gonna tell you why. Because it's not about the achievement. It, it becomes less about the achievement of like what you complete in the gym and what you're completing in your own scale. And it becomes more dependent on you're always looking in the mirror and it starts to become like this very like dysmorphic view of yourself. Yeah, and, and so it becomes dopamine driven because a lot of these guys and a lot of these girls who get, who get into the sport, they get into the sport for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And the problem is, is that like we, like I talked back before earlier about about the growth factors and stuff, and training in an elevated state compared to a downregulated state, you know, in the in mental in mental state. Yeah. Um, they're they're going in the gym, and they're escaping problems yeah. in their life. I guess you know and, what I was talking about is regular people. So I'm talking about like oh right yeah people. yeah yeah I'm, I'm talking about the actual talking sport about very elite I'm talking about the very sport. very elite sport yeah, yeah. right I was and so regular people lifting well weights. and sometimes like regular people too right and i tell people all the time like when you start working with me right the first number one thing i tell people is i want you to forget everything you know about exercise and help being healthy and all this stuff and how you, how you do everything in the gym and i want you to forget all of that and i want you to really start to use your brain and I want you to start to think because the, the number one people thing people do wrong in the gym is they want to go in there and be mindless. And that's the wrong way to approach being in the gym because think about all the benefits that you get when you go in the gym when you're in a you know depressed state. You go in there and you kind of treat it like this drug, right? You go in there and although I will say it's much better than treating it with the way that I used to treat 
shit in my past where it was just like drugs, alcohol, whatever, you know, quick, quick access, like sex, mm-hmm. whatever it was, right? What you, what the problem is, is when you're going to the gym and you're treating it as this thing to like escape whatever's going on in your life, think about instead you go in the gym and you set your mindset before you even enter the gym, begin your workout of like all the great things that are going on in your life, all these great opportunities, all these great ideas, thoughts, even previous past experiences. And if you set that in your mind as you're training and you're staying focused, your brain is going to adapt and learn so many things and learn how to use those muscles so much more effectively. Because like you said, the learning ability is increased. Yeah. The growth factors are increased. And just think how much more of a benefit you're going to get when you attach the feeling of feeling good, right? And you're not training angry. Yeah. Because as soon as, because I'm going to tell you the wrong thing people do when they train angry in the gym is they can't hold the routine. They can't maintain the discipline. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Training angry. Oh, people do it all the time. Yeah. They go in there and like, oh, you know, this girl just broke my heart. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fucking bust this weight out and I'm going to like, you know, beat my ass and like, and like do all this stuff. And it becomes almost like a self like punishment, like, you know, ritual thing. And like, no, yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's the wrong method. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you attach those feelings, mm -hmm. once you attach those feelings, yeah, to that, to that activity, it becomes permanent. And that's what people don't understand. And that's why they can't continue it. So let me ask you a question. So I find it really interesting. So when you look at, again, working out isn't my forte. I I deal with no tropics and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm I'm a fan. I was a college athlete and all that kind of stuff. But like, it's not where I dedicate my energy. I'm going to spend it on bizarre other things with my time. Now, that being said, I always find it fascinating um, some of the best pre-workouts people want to know that and like well yeah we have yeah. our basic stacks of stuff that are common knowledge which of yeah. one of course is caffeine mm-hmm. and nicotine right yeah. not smoking but right. small do- right so you yeah. stack often a lot of things with caffeine and nicotine and you can either throw something you know like nat- like kind of mild like cbd or kava kava but there's a big trend of people who like to do that and smoke weed before they work out, yep. which I totally get because it makes sense where they're activating themselves and then calming it down to try to get in a flow state before they do yep. any physical activity. I find it, re- especially they're, those are like really big peak performers, yep. like a lot of elite, you know, it's the way they do it. And they go, I can, they, they, their peak, they drop all the tension and they can get in the flow and they have a much better performance. So I don't know if that I was, I was microdosing, sleep. I was microdosing psilocybin for a while. Yeah. The, I know people training. do MDMA. Yeah. The, the, a lot of microdosing are for it. So that's interesting. It's, it's, it's much more effective than caffeine because mm. it doesn't put your mind in the state of like, like you're real buzzed up. Cause what happens when you get on caffeine? The half-life's like forever. And yeah, a small amount. I mean, it depends. If you're, well, yeah. Again, I mean not, like, but the problem is these pre-workouts, so. they're people who've taken these pre-workouts, they're, they're abusing it. Like they're taking, uh-huh. you know, three, to, three to 400 milligrams um oh you know, god <laughs> yeah 100 percent. no like i mean there, you, most of them are like most of like the scoops that you get like most of that's like 250 milligrams a scoop oh uh, not the minimum. one i use no mine is green tea based well yeah i mean well, like I you know i'm saying tea. like the popular brands yeah. that people yeah. use like okay. redcon okay. one total war yeah. um you know it, there used to be one that i used to use when i first got started because you know i didn't i didn't know all this stuff and yeah. and I, I trust me like i used to be like when i was competing like, i was very attached 
to every outcome, right? Like I was very attached to the outcomes of of winning. And I just thought like, you know, like if I stepped in the Mr. Olympia stage. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> I mean, no. I'm the type of person. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But. Yeah. And like, if I wouldn't oh. step away, if I didn't step, you know, and I, to me, I was like, once I step on the Arnold stage or the, the or the Olympia stage, then, you know, I'm going to be satisfied. I'm going to feel complete. And, and it was like every stage I went on, every accomplishment I made, everything that I did, you know, it started out every, every goal was small, right? Every goal was like, once I gain 35 pounds, I'm going to be happy. Once I gain 45 pounds more, I'm going to be happy. Once I get on this stage and I win this show, I'm going to be happy. Once I step on the Arnold Classic stage, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And it was like every time I completed each of these steps, like I wasn't happy. I became less happy and I actually became more driven to try to get more out Dopamine of it. Dopamine versus the other systems, the endocannabinoids right. weren't modulating the other system enough. Right. Cannabinoid, serotonin, right? Yeah. This vasopressin, that's a completely different thing. People go after this meditation teaches you this a whole lots right. of things are done neurofeedback does this meditation does this certain supplements do this but i hear what you're saying so it's really you were con- yeah. you're going for more thinking more was going to make me happy that's serotonin is happiness well and and then i realized that you know the you know along the journey is like um at the end you know when it was kind of done i was just like you know we all have the ability to be happy it's just that the happiness it has to be a driven purpose for internally and I think I realized how much more, like how much more value I gave as a leader to people, like bringing them through their struggles where I was like, you know, I am happy with the way my life is. And I really just had to come to that journey internally. And I think to people in the bodybuilding industry, it becomes too physical, right? You know why and, you feel better when you help another person? Because you know what was there when you do that? And this is one reason yeah. you're just totally present. Right. It's just pure alpha. You're present there and you aren't thinking of yourself at all. It's just presence, neutral. Name of the the channel. Right. You can't, you're not going over there. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. And I I just think like too, it's very bodybuilding, something that can become very unconscious as a whole. And it teaches you not how to be conscious with everything that you're doing. So that's why everybody who I train, it's very important for me to teach them, no matter if they're a bodybuilder, an athlete, or just a regular person. It's like, I want you to forget everything you think you know, because I want you to start thinking, and I want you to actually start being conscious with what you're doing in the gym. Yeah. Because once we start actually being conscious with how we're training, how we're moving, we can actually get so much more out of, you know, such a shorter time frame. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people go in the gym, and they just want to throw on their headphones, and they just want to you know, yeah. get out of their head. And I'm like, that's right. never like, that's, that's not the, that's not the right way to approach it. Yeah. Like I you got to approach no, it. it is. I think that I hear what you're saying. And I like, that's the way I mm. naturally did it. So I'm like, people do it that way. I think I'm just always like more, uh, no, bring more so attention to everything yeah. and I visualize and stuff like that. But I can definitely see there's that it's occasional moments where you want to put the headphones in and just check out. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm not, I'm not speak for the moment. Well, I'm like, for me, I'm like, you know, I'm like, smoke some like, weed. I need a break. You're like, you're trying to just escape right. from your mother's, a, a, an aware present mother has to be so conscious, so intentional, so focused all day long. That might be that mm-hmm. woman's only like 30, 45 minutes that she's allowed to kind of check out. And she knows and she doesn't give herself permission to just be still and be quiet yet. She doesn't know she's because she, that would be lazy that would, you know what I mean? She, she just feels guilty that mm-hmm. she's not, you know, it's a big issue I have to deal with with women. That's a good point. 
Uh, so, you know, so sometimes with that, I, I get it. And I would hope, I think them doing it the way you're doing it, I would say, hey, can we can approach this with intention? And you know, mama, you can just sit outside in the sun for 15 minutes a day. Just take a break, do nothing. Yeah. Well, you know? that's and that's kind of how I approach things. I mean, I tell people, I'm like, and if you have to move, here's another way. A lot of people think for meditation, you have to be still and you can't move. Yeah. And I'm like, I beg to differ because I'd say like when I train now, my state and how I train in the gym because of how I've trained my brain into becoming this state. Yeah. I meditate while I work out. Yeah. People, a lot of people, like, that's not, people are like, that's not possible. And I'm like, no, it I is a lot of you got to hook you up to EEGs and I can prove it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people have labyrinths. Walk up, right. a walking labyrinth, that shape and movement puts you in an alpha state. So we have shapes and, and geometry that will change your whole structure. That's why right. churches and steeples are built the way they are, because the mm. cone shape alone alters your neurology. Nature alters your neurology. So some people, just any repetitive motion puts them in a meditative state, sewing, knitting, crocheting, chopping vegetables. I know point. people who do that. They go, it's just, they go, I just love yep. chopping. They, 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 yeah, they, they, what do they, they say? Like a mindless salad. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just the repetitive. So I do a lot of chanting. I like mala chanting Sanskrit stuff. So I have my malas. It's repetitive. It's the same thing. I'm chanting mm. the same chant and just going through to my number of beads. And then that lets me know I'm complete. So repetition and, you know, so there's many ways to do it. I agree. I think people need to learn how to also be still, yeah. have some moments where it's just, yeah. Actually, actually do nothing. One of my strongest right. prescriptions is to teach people 15 minutes of nothing a day. Yeah. And you're like, what? I'm like, you can't listen to a book. You're not meditating. You're not visualizing. You're not under the red lights. I mean, ideally go outside, lay on the grass, do nothing. I want no music. I want no thinking. Try not to go through a to-do list. Try to just, can you just yeah. be quiet? Listen to birds and stuff and just, right. just be there. And you'd be amazed <laughs> how hard that shit is sometimes. I'm going to have to start it. I would set a timer. I'm like, I was like, did I, did I forget to set it? I'm like, Oh God, it's only been five minutes. Wow. I'm bored out of my mind. because I'm so <laughs> used to going. I yeah. gotta do stuff, right? It's a challenge. 15 minutes a day. I make, it's like a thing, 30 days, it's like a challenge. I say 15 minutes and nothing for 30 days. Yeah. And it really is it. Like and literally like, nothing. You can't really listen to a book. You can't. <laughs> No, don't like you mean don't even meditate. I mean, don't even meditate. I want it unproductive. I want you to be allow yourself 15 minutes of nothing. Yeah. And let your nervous system just reset. Well, some people are so many people are afraid to do that because they're afraid to sit inside their own thoughts. Correct. That's that's the that's the that's like when you when people do like because I used to do the um back home actually. I don't know why I haven't got it down here. I just haven't, you know, just haven't found a place. I just don't know a place that I'm like hundred percent like comfortable with, but, um, you know, the isolation, um, oh, sensory deprivation, sensory, tank. sensory deprivation tanks. Yeah yeah. 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 So I was doing that a lot for recovery. And I think the biggest fear that people have, a lot of people say, Oh, I can't do it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'll drown. I'm like, I don't think so. I think the biggest fear that people have actually is that they don't want to be alone in their thoughts for too long. And that's like the biggest thing is like, people are afraid to be in a black room, quiet. There's no sound. They just feel like they're floating because they're like, I don't know what I'm going to like. And I think it's like, a lot of thing is like people are afraid to do like, they like vilify psilocybin, cannabis, all this stuff too, because they're like MDMA, because they're like, they're, they're like almost afraid of like, what I think what they're going to find inside themselves. And what in the reality is, is like, that's exactly why you need to do it. 
if that's how you feel, that's exactly why you need to do it because you'll realize that once you face those things and you really think about them, like the challenge of overcoming them inside your head and realizing how small a lot of those things are, yeah. it's so much easier than you think it's actually going to be. And you're going to yeah. feel so much better about yourself once it's finished. Well, and the, here's the thing that with that, with the, the undercurrent of this, I used to call it um, searching for diamonds. But it basically, it's like I tell people, if I was going to give you, I say, okay, look, I need you to go down into a hole. And there's going to be, there's going to be probably some stinky shit, some bat shit, some other things are going to be there. <laughs> but yeah, there's going to be like at least two or three 10 to $20 million diamonds you're going to find. Can you do it? Most people are like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's a what down there. So that's like the unconscious is that go down there. Everybody thinks when they have to go into the unconscious or feel something, they're expecting nothing but shit. They forget. No pumpkin. You have diamonds down there. You, right. you have forgotten your own divine magnificence you've forgotten how holy you are you've forgotten how brilliant you are what's down why sitting you know but i hear what you're saying that's the thing we, we're expecting i'm gonna find pain or trauma or discomfort mm. instead of i'm gonna find enlightenment joy bliss yep. ecstasy right we're not thinking yeah. we're gonna find that because i can tell you you can find all of that without a single substance coming into your system you don't yeah. need to take MDMA to feel ecstasy. You don't need ketamine to have an hallucination, you know? So you can reproduce any of this at any moment on your own. But that's it, that's that's usually what that is. I'm like, all oh, right, they're they're afraid they're expecting shit. They're expecting they're gonna mm -hmm. find out bad things about themselves. I'm gonna find out how bad I am. I'm gonna find out this, all the warts, instead of you forgot how divinely perfect you are. So I always remind them, like, I mean, right. at least tell them, like, what if you were going to find a, a $20 million diamond? Oh, I'm like, there's, I'm like, there's diamonds on there, actually. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you buried a bunch of shit that you need. You forgot about it. And that can just change the shift. Like, oh, yeah, I can try that then. Because you, and then, so when you put that thought, right, placebo effect, yeah. they're already going to, they're, they're going to find them. Because now if there's a diamond, I didn't know there were good things down there. But yeah, there are. <laughs> everybody's been brainwashed into like they're broken and traumatized and right you know what i mean yeah we got all that too <laughs> but you got a whole bunch of gold and diamonds that you hit away that right. you forgot about yeah That's let's point, let's talk about let's talk about add adhd AD, okay um i know so many people that come to me and they're like i have add my doctor tells me i have add what do i do and i'm like how does he know you have ADD? Like, what was yeah. the process of understanding right. that you have ADD? Yeah. Well, we did some, you know, we did some tests. Well, what were the, what were the tests? You know, do we measure your sleep? Do we measure how you breathe? Do we measure, you know, your heart rate variability? Do we go through all this stuff? Oh, no, they just, you know, went through my symptoms, to, you know, asked me some questions and they determined yeah. that I have ADD. It's a checklist, yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky, you're going to get a three to four thousand uh, dollar PhD run psych ed evaluation and an IQ test. Three to four thousand dollars those cost. So most people are not getting them, but you have a small group that will cough up that money, okay, for their children yeah. who have the resources, physicians, and, and, and things like that. So I, I read, you know, dozens of those a month kind of a thing. But that's how much they cost. That's why everybody doesn't have one. 
Um, otherwise, it's just a checklist. Yeah, they do no brain imaging. They do no testing. They do no assessing. They look at nothing. And so you hit on some good points. The majority of um, people that I come into my office and we assess them for that they have a diagnosis for ADHD, I would say at least half. Um, always, let's just go at least 50%. God, I'd say it's more like 75% are just not ADHD. There's a real legit 25, 30% that's ADHD, of which there's at least 12 clinical subtypes, which need to be treated differently. Okay. So explain the difference between ADD and ADHD. Nothing. So ADD is no longer a medical term. The diagnostic manuals got rid of them. So you won't find it anywhere. ADHD is the clinical diagnosis. We can say it's, it's, uh, attention dominant or no hyperactivity. We have these modifiers to it. So basically right. some people display hyperactive symptoms in an attempt to self arouse themselves, but it overall, it's always an under aroused brain. It's a brain that is falling asleep. And the, and the, some people, the way we compensate is to move around, be fidgety and stuff like that. Cause it's trying to, arou- it's trying to like stimulate itself. It's trying to give itself caffeine. Like, come on, wake up, do something, move. I can't, I'm falling asleep here. I can't do it. I can't keep up. That's what's happening. So it's a, it's a, it's a fog of theta, typically sometimes some alpha in the front prefrontal cortex. Um, So, but there's many different types, okay, of how we, how we would adjust it. I mean, a theta one is not the same as an alpha one. And so you have that. So that's like legit. The rest, the most common misdiagnosis is that it's actually anxiety. Because anxiety looks just like attention deficit, um, especially in children. And how boys and girls look is very different, right? So this poor kid is being called oppositional defiant. (laughs) You know, he's not at all. He's anxious. He's ADHD. And now he has concomitant anxiety because you put him in an atmosphere with no support. He can't maintain himself. So he doesn't know what else to do but punch kids and not listen because he's overwhelmed. So you have a lot of anxiety. That's probably the biggest misdiagnosis. Um, Auditory processing is a major problem. So it's often misdiagnosed. That's missed. It's often these people have auditory processing disorders. Um, I've actually seen um, a lot of them are thyroid disorders. I've seen that that's really just a thyroid issue. Once we fix that, it goes away. I've seen it missed. I've seen seizures misdiagnosed as ADHD. I've caught them. I've seen multiple personalities misdiagnosed and I've caught them and diagnosed it correctly. I've seen so much shit come in as ADHD, Hashimoto's, um, right? on and on. And then there's your more obvious Lyme, pandas, mold things that I'm like, well, clearly this, I don't even know what they did with you because didn't you tell them what happened? I mean, this is, I don't even understand how this is the, why Adderall would be the solution here. But if you don't know anything about mold recovery, if you don't know anything about Lyme treatment, if you don't know anything about it and you have a 10 minute pediatrician visit, what? Makes yeah. the teacher happy, makes the school happy. And a lot of schools get kickbacks. They get money for federal funding for how many children are on medication. Yeah. So they're motivated. What is the, what's the common medication for that right now? Adderall still? or Adderall, um, uh, not Cymbalta, um, Concerta. Um, there's a couple different derivatives, a little bit different of how they approach it. They're not all methamphetamines. Some are a little bit different. I run always genetic testing. Actually, I do psychiatric genetic testing. I use Genomine. Yeah. I think it's better than Gene Insight. So I use a very specific psychiatric drug testing. And I do use that to kind of help decide what will be our best avenue. But you can get some very, you look, you look at a brain map and that, you can go right away and like, well, this kid's going to go off the roof if you put him on an amphetamine. 
like this, that's the worst choice ever, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know what I mean? So at least let parents know and let people know, like, look, I'm not pro that route. I think we can do this completely naturally and we can do this therapeutically and, and, and heal the brain, bring, uh, electromagnetic stability to it and therefore emotional stability and, and enhance your cognition in a number of ways over time you won't need that however if you do want to go that route you should at least be empowered with what medications are safe for you more likely to be effective and what are the best dosages based upon your variance of how you metabolize and what your serum levels are going to be you know and what you should never have you know you're mo- you're going to be an opioid addict don't let them give it to you you can see it on the genes so that's how I approach it. So unfortunately, you just have rampant misdiagnosis. At this point, there's like 100 neurological disorders that look like ADHD, but they could be these other 100 things. It, it does require, wow. it's legit. Um, some people want to say, oh, it's just made up to sell drugs. No, I mean, you could, there's, there's some real brain um, under arousal dysregulations that are caused from TV watching parents so the sooner you give a tablet, a phone, and a bullshit to your child, you are creating a learning disorder by doing that. The brain is going to create over arous- under arousal to combat the intense onslaught of panic you're, you're putting into it. The eyes are not designed to see this. And the eyes are, an ex- are neurological tissue and extension of the brain. You are directly, that's brain tissue, really. They should right. be seen as the same thing. So... Yeah, as you allow to come in here, it informs and creates the structure and function of your brain. So there's lots of things we can do. There's lots of different supplements, different herbs. We need to look at nutrition. Sometimes it's just zinc deficiency. Boom. I mean, Interesting. Like, that's a huge one. Yeah, that's a huge one. Sometimes you can make 50% of the symptoms go away in a kid just by getting enough minerals and them. Usually zinc is a major deficiency. The zinc copper ratio is horrible. And right. like 50% of it's better. Oh, gee, magical. Like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not that good. It's not rocket science, you guys. You just because you give your kids Starbucks and brownies for breakfast. What the hell did you think was going to happen over time? Right. Give them a steak, <laughs> have them eat some bone marrow, have them eat some oysters, give your kids real food, not mac and cheese. My son, oh, yeah. his whole life. He didn't even know what it was. People are like, you don't need that shit. Don't, don't that. You know? So that's what's happening. You're starving. You're starving children so they look like they have a symptom, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of that. And then, um, you know, we can reverse anything. I, I, I just, I don't live in that world of you are made, you are always healing. We're healing right now. When I do more when we're asleep, you know, we do the most then. Oh, yeah. Oh, another thing. Okay, sleep. De- that's another one. Sleep deprivation, <laughs> right? I'll have eight-year-old yeah. kids. You, know, you get the diagnosis. They got two computers and a TV in their bedroom and they sleep like six hours a night because they got to do mi- homework till midnight and they got to be up at six to go to their super prep school of you know 30,000 a year. I'm like, and you got like, they have four phones and iPad and a Kindle and a something in their bedroom. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just, the kid is tired. She's exhausted. That's sleep mm-hmm. deprivation. What you're, because we do cognitive performance testing and I watch, I'm like, She's got the motor skills of like a 98-year-old man. I mean, this she's exhausted. This is just fatigue. Right. And so then parents, you know, I have called principals. I have called schools. I have I've threatened. I have actually sent a contract to one principal 
I said, so let's be real clear then. I said, I'm cool with that. We're going to continue to do this. We're going to continue to subject this first grader to this schedule. Then I'm sending you a contract and you are signing legal liability for her medical care until she's 18 years old. Because I'm telling you right now, six and seven-year-olds shaking and having panic and practically peeing on themselves to go to school because of how you're terrorizing them in the classroom is bullshit. So either the homework stops and the grading stops and the testing stops right now because she's under my care. And we're doing something about it. We're gonna, I'm going to fix it. But if you keep traumatizing and terrorizing this little girl every day over your dumb worksheets that are pointless, right. you have a problem. No child should be doing any homework until sixth grade minimum. There's, no, there's, like there's no point to it. They all know it. It's retarded. I shouldn't use that word, right? Busy work. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't no. stand it. That's how, that's how out of control I get. No, I, 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 exactly I'm, I'm serious. The shit they do to children, some it. principals, yeah. I had an argument with a principal here at one of these top schools. She said, I see it the same, not Medicaid. And this is a specialized ADHD school. People thought, well, what about the so-and-so school? I'm not going to say its name. Because they brand themselves that they're so good for troubled boys. I said, yeah, this this bitch, I'm going to say that word. I said, let me be real clear. She goes, I see it. If a child's ADHD, it's no different. Not being medicated is like not being on insulin. I said, excuse me? I'm like, if, if you want to show me where this optimal serum level is for uh, methamphetamine in the blood, I am happy to concede. But I know that, that, that insulin is supposed to be in the blood. And if it's not... We have a major problem and that person will die. I have yet to see a person die right. from Ritalin deficiency syndrome. So how about you back off and stop <laughs> telling parents to drug their children because you're not a fucking physician. I, I love it. No, that's how I talk to people. I'm just no. <laughs> because these families see, hire me. This is why I brought her on me to, yeah. to be their bulldog. No, I love that's, that. That's I what it comes great. down to. Because these families are up against a wall, against these systems, and it's not good. And they're lost and overwhelmed, and it's not fair. And they're being pressured all over the place from people who are incompetent and don't know what they're doing and don't know the difference between auditory processing, dyslexia, sleep deprivation, anxiety, you know, uh, ADHD, seizures. They can't tell the difference. You see a kid that can't pay attention, and it must be that one thing. Please do something to make my life easier. So I don't have to get off my ass from behind my desk and actually take these children outside because I'm addicted to my own comfort and my own donuts. Oh yeah. That's American education. Yeah. It's been taken oh, over. Man. I could go on this. I can, this is a crazy rant. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> no, it. We need more in education. We need more men. We need more men. I, they, we need more I'm... alpha men to go into the schools and go back and help bring physicality uh, and trade and working with your hands and movement back into the schools. It's been taken over by a bunch of women who want to sit and do nothing and not sweat or get wet or dirty. So they feminize the whole thing and everybody's a complacent sit around, let's eat more candy and bake more cookies and not do anything <laughs> productive. Pizza day. Yeah. Because pizza is a vegetable. Because that's a vegetable, according to the USDA. Yeah, Wait, it is. are you serious? It, you know, what? Yeah. They count ketchup <laughs> as a vegetable. What? Oh, my God. Well, ketchup is a vegetable on a, on a ketchup US school. It's a legit a... vegetable. 
So okay. for them, a piece of pizza, cheese pizza is a balanced meal because you have a carb, a protein and a vegetable. Yeah, I, I shit you not here. You wonder why so many kids are anxious? How many, why so many 25 year olds have anxiety? Because in our know. country, ketchup, <laughs> French fries is a vegetable. That's a, that's a meal. That's, a, that's, a, that's totally legit to give the kids every single day in a school lunch. Oh, I know. The lunches are horrid, terrible. I mean, they were banging when I was a kid. So I'm, I feel bad. I see what these kids are eating. I'm like, wow. My school lunch is great. <laughs> I was eating banging food, man. That's great. <laughs> but that's that's, that's great. Life. Yeah, no, that's I mean, like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I missed. We missed out. Like we did. Days. Oh mm. man, the eighties were so good. That's, yeah. Everybody was just happy. <laughs> everybody, I was a poor person and I was happy. I mean, everybody. <laughs> my mother was. Everybody looked good, and the rich people yeah. were all doing cocaine. Everybody was doing cocaine. <laughs> everybody was pretty. Nobody was a drug addict. Nobody because nobody was doing crack yet. You know, like. <laughs> People were just and making money. Crack. It was so yeah. much. In the, and then we were just, all the kids were hanging out. We would do whatever we want. Our parents were like, the parents are gone, man. Let's have a party. We were, we were always hanging out. It was fun. Big hair, crazy clothes, yeah, culture club. Lots of music. <laughs> <laughs> and there weren't like GMOs yet. No glyphosate yet. You could eat, drink from the water hose. You know, we were still like, fuck it. You got, I don't know. Eating from the ground. We, we weren't worried about germs. We weren't worried Everybody. about anything. Everybody was having orgasms. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Everybody no, still like... had testosterone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Everybody was fertile. Yeah. yeah. Biggest what, fears that... were like, if you got pregnant, it was like, oh, shit. You know, that would I mean, you know. I mean, really. Don't let your parents yeah. find your cocaine. I mean, that's what people were dealing with. Yeah. Don't let them find your drugs. But I'm like, oh, people are like, oh, my dad's got, I just bring my dad's cocaine. I'm serious. This is what it was like. <laughs> glow in the dark yeah, clothing. Yeah. We had Benetton glow in the dark clothing. It was crazy. Porn was the, uh, big hair. Was in the catalogs. Porn was in the yeah. catalogs. Well, that was, that was, that, that was your porn, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. We could just do whatever we want. We had good yeah. music, good concerts. It wasn't over analyzation. Like I think now, like you go on Instagram and you like, you're you're over you're you're like the access, like you said, to everything is just like right there at your fingertips. Yeah, no, yeah, and we you're had just to like, like cook or like get on your bike and ride to the store. We were all outside. I mean, there was no cell phone. Oh, there was yeah. no like cable. This is back when they were like people. Some people had a they might have had a beta uh, player. You got to maybe watch a movie at somebody's house. But we were just always. Packs of kids, packs of kids in the street doing everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just didn't do that. You watched a little bit of something on a Saturday morning, but Netflix we is we were outside people. on boats and doing things and just on your bikes and yeah, uh, you know, coming up with. We we came up, we made things. We came up with things. We're like, well, we could probably make a ramp out of that. Who, who's got? I mean, you just like did things. Like, there's no kids outside. Like, they don't do things. Like mm. we were, I showed my son some of the stuff. They were like, oh yeah, we would make go-karts out of like lawnmower engines and stuff. He's like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, look, I mean, little mopeds <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, we, I go, you guys don't do any of that. Like, like my brothers no, were building engines and making cars and out of scrap parts and rockets and we blow up, blew up shit and fires in the dumpsters <laughs> and 
M80 bombs. I mean, all kinds of crazy shit. I don't see kids doing much of anything. I mean, they eat like Tide Pods. They eat detergent now. I mean, <laughs> eat detergent. I never, I never understood that. I never yeah, know. they eat things. They kick each other in the nuts. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I'm just saying. It's weird. But, I've seen that video, yeah. Yeah, but they're making like $5 million a month on YouTube, though. So it's a whole different, like, oh, no wonder they want to do that. Well, it's fake success. Yeah, but we didn't have any of that. We were like, I don't know, who's got yeah. like $3? You want to like try to go to the store and maybe get some cookies? We got $3. Who's got, you know, we find some change and your mom was in the couch. You know, that was, we just made stuff up. Let's go play basketball. Let's play football and let's get in a fight. That's kind of what we did. You know? yeah. yeah. It was a new kid. You want to go beat him up? That was the 80s. <laughs> And then you were with your best friend next the next day. Right. Nowadays, I mean, you get yeah. these poor kids, they can't even play tag at school. And I'm not saying I support violence, but in a way I do. Well, I think I mean, everybody should get punched in the face. I think yeah, you know I, what that feels like. I tell everybody, I'm like, put your kid, like put your kid in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu class. Yeah. Just like just like for like, you know, even if they're not like like even if they're not like uh, you know wanting to be in like involved or whatever i'm like just just throw them in there just like as an extra you know just like an extracurricular activity just so they can learn you know just some stuff we didn't need that because we had lots of children i was the youngest of four kids yeah everybody had like four to six kids and now everybody has like one or two so i was the youngest i was always getting i was doing bjg just because my brothers were assholes right so i had (laughs) to that's how it was and i was having i was having to figure it out and that's what happens the little kids always get their asses kicked by the big ones and that makes you stronger i mean i just tell them i don't regret it for a minute that's why i could do what i could do later on because then like somebody my own size you're nothing to me because i already take you know i've been beaten down by somebody 50 pounds heavier than me every day (laughs) so you're nothing to me i'm not afraid of you right but i agree grappling contact sports you need you you need to know how to fight and these kids say part of why me why they're so yeah. angry as well. They don't have skills. They don't have the same kind of skills. They didn't. They weren't. Uh, luckily, you know, in a way, life is easier, right? So, but because of that, they they haven't been allowed to fail very much. And the school system plays into that. It's like it's, it's such a big deal, you know. If I had to sit around and tell my son, and he's like, he's he's sixteen now, but he's said it for a few years. He's like. I intentionally had him in schools with no grades, Waldorf and Montessori. There's no grading whatsoever. This was no mm-hmm. external motivation. It's all like, that doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. You you go to learn for your own self, right? Right. You and what you're into. And so it's the kind of places I chose for him to be. As he's gotten older now, there's grades and he understands what that is. And so having to explain and say things like, mom, it's really weird. Like you're the only parent I know of. I was like, what? He goes, that is like, good luck make a c today like don't get care about your grades and it doesn't matter i'm like yeah i know because it doesn't it doesn't matter i said it's right. all bullshit it I is said, i fell for it hook line and sinker i stressed myself out like nobody's business yeah. i said differences i said you know bennett i was really poor i said the only way i was getting out of that ghetto is i looked at grades like they were money i said okay i have yeah. to get your grades because the only way I'm going to college is with full scholarships. Done right. and done. That's it. And I, that, that's just, that's, that was, that really still, I think was the reality. So Sad. You know, I yeah. four kids, two of us got to go and two didn't, right? The two girls who were busting their ass, getting all A's, 
we or whatever, you know, I was drunk getting all A's, but you know, we went and the other boys just became drunks. Right. So him, I go, Bennett, you don't, that doesn't matter for you. I said, I have you, you're handled. You can go anywhere, anytime, anyhow, that is a non-issue. You do not need to be motivated by money. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You can go to any school. Money is a non-issue. You don't need a scholarship. Now you get one. That's great. Right. You, I want you to be passionate or something about what you want to do, but that's not right. You don't need to be motivated by it. I said, it stressed me out. I was a highly anxious, chronically depressed kid because 4.3 wasn't high enough for I, how much more mm. can I get? You know, I got it. You know, like I got to yeah. build a resume. I got it. What if I don't get in? Right. You know, it, it's not worth it. And so that's, that's, yeah. you know, so he said, yeah, it's so weird, mom, that you're I'm like, look, I don't care if you get a C. I, it just needs to be the best you can do. I said, right. Well, just because you're putting in the effort, you're learning what you need to learn. It's not about that. But that's like kids are not, it, there's a lot of pressure still mm -hmm. going on from what I felt. The only way you're going to college is if you get a scholarship. That's a game changer for kids and how they approach it. School is no mm -hmm. longer about learning or enjoyment or connection or community, right? It's a, great it point. Becomes, it's a very different uh, process and yeah. education has changed. Now they're all teaching to the test, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So I think a lot of the mental health stuff also comes from that. There's no freedom for them. You know do you think I mean? do you think if you restarted now, like you would be homeschooling or no? So I did homeschool him for a few years, um, mm -hmm. actually, and he's 16 and this he community, a teenager, you know, other kids. No, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, right. It's. And it's annoying. I was just asking because of the current, because of the current I, situation. Can't just be home with me, and it, it's a tough thing. It's tough. And then yeah. in the COVID area and all this bullshit. Yeah. And I said, "Honey, right. mom, I cannot do that again. I I would rather wear a mask at school and be with kids wow. than than not anymore." So you, you know, I was like, I, mean, "I get it." Having a you know, and I'm like, "I get it." And he's having a, a very fun happy normal experience because this all started it was eight, at the end of his eighth grade um he was in a homeschooling uh situation yeah. wow. and you know and there we would go someplace and have homeschool it was a, a hybrid at that point um and then it was everything came home virtual and it was a shit show i'm like my he was boxing four times a week uh and that shut down went away so it, it just was a destruction of his normal I see. Of what children need, especially yeah. a high energy boy. You know, boxing was like his sudden jam. When I saw that, I did a lot of boxing as a kid, and I was like, maybe you should try this, you know? Well, I love that you have him do things like that. Like, I love that you have him, like, you know, like uh, axe throwing and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. That's him. Bow shooting. That's but him. like most, most, most moms, oh, are yeah. like, no, yeah. no. He no. knife throws and axe throws. Like, and let me tell you, when it, all these things, he's the only child. No, I'm sure. Every yeah. thing he goes to, they're with men. And so I yeah. would call, I'd be, I'm, so, so here's the thing. He's seven or he's eight, nine, he would ever, do any kids come? And he's like, not really, but if he's mature enough, he can come. I need one of you, one of his parents with them. Like he's done, he's done winter survival, like weekends and stuff. That's camping that's awesome. and eating, the, you know, learning to eat the bugs and the things and all that. I love that. He knows all about like the local botany here. Like what's, what are medicines? What are poisons? He's very good at all that. Started learning it like, eight he's just he's just enamored by it so i've just fostered i've just followed him that's his passion 
No, and I actually uh, made a big mistake. I was trying to avoid fighting for him. I didn't want him to, to know what I knew. I didn't want him, he, like, he doesn't have to go through what I went through. He doesn't have to carry chains or yeah. worry about somebody jumping from the back with a brick, right? Yeah. And it was a mistake. And my mentor, who was a man, said it and told me, he's like, Stephanie, why are you hiding it? You're, you're hiding who you are from your son and it's not helping him. He's getting anxious. He was getting anxious. He was afraid somebody would break in the house. And that's when I had to have a different conversation with him. And I realized, oh, that was a moment. He was about nine. And I went, I'm raising a man. Oh my God. Like he's, a, he, oh, well, oh, he's not, he's not my baby. He's going to be a man. Shit. You know, and so it was right. a total shift of like, oh, 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 oh okay, okay, okay. It's okay. huge. Yeah. Yeah. I can't raise him to be like what I don't want. I can't, he can't be a punk ass. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? He's got to be a man that will jump in. Yeah. what I mean. He needs to. I know what you mean. That will jump in and stop a man from hurting another woman. He's got to pull a man off a woman. You know, he's got to stop somebody from beating a child. He's got to save a dog. He's got to run into a burning building. I don't care. And I had to explain, I'm protecting you now. I am bigger and stronger than you. Make no mistake. But one day the tables will turn. Yeah. And you will be bigger than me. And you will be stronger than me. And it's my job to make sure you're ready for that responsibility. Because men have a strong responsibility. You are going to be bigger. You are going to be stronger. And you will know right from wrong. And you will have the physical capabilities and therefore the courage to stand up and do what's right when you need to do it. I said, you will not, not cower down because you aren't physically ready. I said, so let's hit it. Yeah. So that's when I said, you want to learn to box? (laughs) You want to learn to, you know, but that outside stuff is him. His soul came in to bring bring nature. He's a, he's. He seems like such a cool kid. I'd love to meet him. He seems like such a great, like, he's unusual. So it's, he's struggling. So so was I. I mean, so was I. I I was unusual. None of them are into it. No, yeah. Trust me. I want to watch the TV. I want to go for a bike ride, you know? Right. He's like, no, he should have been born in the 80s. That's a good thing because I'm going to tell you why. Because now all the kids, like, you know, well, like, oh, like, didn't want to hang out with me because I was different or whatever. Like, didn't, like, want to spend time. Like, now they all watch my stuff. They all listen to like, all my, my list my podcast. They watch all my posts. Like, they, they reach yeah. out to me for advice on things and, like, stuff. People, like, people who I'd never thought even, like, even knew my name, you know what I mean, in high school. Yeah. Um, just because I was different. Cool. And it's, yeah. like, being different is, is, um, you know, it's hard because it's, it's a curse and a gift at the same time. Yeah. But it's also, like you said, it's something that people don't talk about. It's a huge responsibility, especially as a man. If you're going to be is. a leader, especially as a man. It's, it's extremely important yeah. to understand your role and what responsibility that means to your community. Because as a leader and as, as a man position, you can be absolutely, you can be a great leader as a woman. But the, the, the responsibility difference in a man leadership position should be. The fact that they should also have the responsibility of protecting the community, you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally, um, you know, in in the community that they're that they're that they're uh, leading in. And so, you know, I had a guy, a friend of this guy I know, he recently asked me. Um, he was like, we were talking, like we were a bunch of us talking. And he was like, he was like, you know, he goes, he goes, my, he's you know, like my girlfriend the other day. She was like. Um, He's like, I asked her like randomly because I like heard this on like he's heard like I heard this on like a TikTok or like whatever. He's like, 
or he's like, you know, I heard like, you know, like this guy was talking about like his girlfriend, like, like feeling safe with him or whatever. He goes, and I was like, babe, like, do you feel safe with me? Like when we're out, like we go places and she's like, what do you mean? He's like, do you feel safe? Like, do you feel like you're protected? And she like, and she's like, she's like, why does it matter? <laughs> he goes, I was like, I just want to know the answer. Can you give me an answer? He goes, and she was like, well, I mean, like, it's not like you're like the biggest guy or like the toughest guy. And he was like, so the answer is no. The answer is no, you don't feel safe. <laughs> and, and so it was like, I was like, you know, but it was funny because he's not like, he's not a tough dude, right? Like he's not like, and I was saying like, you don't have to be like, and like, I think what people yeah. understand is like being tough does not mean being an asshole. I think it's the, that's no. the mistake that the people strongest, make. toughest men I've ever seen right. are very calm. quiet. Yeah. Calm. Yeah, calm. They're 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 not Perceptive. the ones that are going to provoke anything. But they will handle it at the end, right? For sure. And that's like always been like because you know obviously like like I combat trained as a kid. You know I did I did a competitive mixed martial arts for like seven years, six seven years. Um, but you know I I think like what I was trying to tell him is that because he was like he was like do you have to know like I think the question really getting to becoming like with all this you have to know how to fight to really be considered like, you know, a, a protective individual. And I said, you know, I said, I'm not sure. Like, you know, I said, I think skill wise, it is, it is, it would be a great skill to learn yeah. just because of the, you know, make sure that you always feel safe in the environment that you provided. Yeah. Um, however, I go, you, can't fight, you should at least know how to shoot. You better know how to do It's a good something. point. Yeah. So I mean, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I yes. mean, for me personally, if, if, you know, if I had a son, I would I would teach him how to how to fight physically. If I had a daughter, I'd teach her how to fight physically. Yeah. It really wouldn't that's matter. My dad did with me. Spent hours doing yeah. it. Constantly. Exactly. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think that that's vital, um, not just for um, protectiveness, but also for just self development and understanding. Like it's really self development. I mean, it really, it really is self development. It's a very different space. And it is. You walk around and people are like, "What?" It's just a very different. You carry yourself differently. It gives you a confidence level that you can't. Yeah, 100%. Right. And so people don't violate boundaries as quickly. You're already just emitting a different energy. So one is just a different energy. And it's well, think about a big dog. Like think about a really big dog that can just rip somebody apart. The bigger dogs that are trained well, yeah. like they're the most calm. They're the most calm. Like, they don't even bark. No. They mastiffs don't. and stuff. They often don't no. even make any sound. They're like no. they're pretty much. And that's what like the, I've always loved mastiffs. And that's a they're, huge yeah. guard dog. They're, they're actually dogs. so good for it because they actually are so good at pinning down and having the control to not bite you. But they can like yeah. have their, they can, they, they can put their throat, they're, they're like this and they just pin you down to not yeah. actually, well, pit bull can't do that. They're going to chomp you and it's over. Yeah. But mastiffs and things, yeah, it's control. They're, 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 they're like, we don't need to, yeah. you know, yap like a small dog. Yeah, like little dogs, they're like they're size, afraid, right? Yeah, you can be any size, anything. It's just that tone. And I've been, yep. you know, and again, it's interesting, you know, because I'm a liberal woman. I'm not conservative really in any way. I'm not traditional. I was married. I didn't change my name. Yeah. I never would ever change my name. Well, you're just you. You're not even like, I wouldn't even label you. Like, I wouldn't even well, label you. You know what I'm saying? But I just kind of like, yeah. it's, it's, I've always been very like equal rights, feminism and all of that stuff. It's, it's not about men and women being like one being other. It's harmonization. hundred percent. People are not understanding. It's a great point. How the, the, the masculine harmonizes the feminine and we need each other. And it doesn't, and it flows that way. And it's nothing me saying against being a woman, but I, no, I think yeah, women I are having to start to become way more masculine than we should at this point. 
because yeah. we're having to take over a role that is it's tough, you know, yeah. like, and I have to be like, well, I have to do this. I have to get, you know, learn and protect myself and all that right. kind of stuff. Cause we you know we're entrained with that. Like you can get natural right. rape. I mean, this is this, we're taught this from the get go. Right. I mean, we, we're taught how to carry our keys like this, the poke out eyes. I mean, my mother, every, every girl I knew was being trained. Unfortunately, it's a, yeah, fortunately yeah. it's important. Yeah. But, very, yeah. very young from, from, from the weirdo at the mall to the weirdo yeah. neighbor, to the boy, to the boy that's going to get aggressive and drunk. I mean, we just, it's, yeah. To the, you know, and we, the most vulnerable place for us is in a grocery store parking lot. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. we're always having that. We're never on low alert. Right. So us to get training for that, just to feel confident. So one, you just carry yourself, but there is nothing wrong. I'm very strong into it. Like, uh, men can open the door for me all they want. Part of it, <laughs> you know, my ex-husband, we, we still vacationed and did everything all the time. Until my son was about just a couple years ago, every holiday together, vacations, beach vacations, we, he and I travel all over. It's sometimes weird for people who, if they can't handle dating us, that's a lot of women he would date be like, you know, they can't handle that I'm with you this much. I'm like, that's your problem. I don't know what these, what kind of women you're dating that they're that insecure, but whatever, that, yeah. that's on them. But he would always carry and do things. And people would say things like, oh, it's so nice. Peter does that, carries all your bags. I'm like, so nice. That's his job. I'm like, that's, he's a man. That's, oh, yeah. he, he's, a, and I don't say it about it. He needs to be helpful. No, he needs to feel useful. Yeah. He wants to do that. If yeah. I, if I disempowered him, I'm castrating him. I see yeah. women like, you know, emasculate their husbands all the time. I'm like, you wonder why he doesn't want to have sex with you? You just busted his balls for the last four days. You just told him what a weak, pathetic. I mean, you just, you, you can't keep cutting his penis off and then expect him to be a strong man. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, I'm like, oh my God, you guys. So fixing things and carrying stuff and breaking heavy mm -hmm. things and protecting. I'm like, do your job. That's what you do. I'm better at making babies and taking care of the babies. I am much better at it. I'm not going to pretend any man can do what I can do I as well. That. He can't. I love it. And there are a lot yeah. of things men like you can do. I can't do. Yeah. Go do your job. I don't want to no. be a damn Navy SEAL or special op going in there, killing people in the holes. That's what you guys are supposed <sighs> that's to do. That's a whole other thing, right? Of like, they're trying that's, to get the women, women inside the Navy SEAL program and all that kind of hey, stuff. I, I, there's always exceptions. I won't ever stop any exceptions, yeah. but there is a reason why most of these like assassins yeah. that we have to do have Listen, to, it's a sacrifice that I, I think men have to do. they should go into they do these horrible you know you need these good men yeah. to do these very bad things to yeah. make sure i'm okay because I, I i don't think as a mother i could come yeah. in and do some of those things i, I just I, my empathy yeah. my feelings my emotions it's too much i i don't think i can do some of them i we, we, we women we would get yeah. we'd like, you know we, we just can't it's it's tough. No, there's always exceptions. There's always yeah. exceptions. I'm not trying to say that, but no, no, no. I say all that to say, I'm all the equal rights and all the blah 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 blah. And I think I can. You know, every woman, I could. We equal I rights can do is important. I want yeah. to be a surgeon and do this and be president and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a man. You are not a woman. <laughs> we do have different strengths and different weaknesses. <laughs> Some of it is you're just bigger and stronger. You yeah. should go kill shit. And bring it back. <laughs> right. Maybe yeah. if we're going to eat it or kill it and take it away. You know, like, like, let's stop acting like it's all the same.
So that's what I tell well, my son. You're going to be bigger and stronger. And, and, and right yeah. now, like that means for me, if it's my mother, I'm the bigger, stronger one in the room. So if I'm with my 76 year old oh, yeah, mother, sure, right. happens, I'm yeah. standing up. If I'm the one to stand 100%. up, I'm gonna knock. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush your fucking trachea anyway. Right? Anybody <laughs> can crush trachea. You don't have to be strong. Yeah. That shit's real right. soft. No, yeah. I tell ladies, I'm like, you guys, it doesn't take much. You, you, any of you can yeah. do it. <laughs> Well, you know, and I was I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. He's he or this is a while back. It's probably about a year ago. We were having a conversation, and uh, um, he he, you know, he's he's done MMA. He's competed. Uh, he's competed pretty high up, yeah. uh, several years. And um, we were just having a conversation a while back about violence, and also like how many how many people don't truly understand violence. Because you see a lot of social media warriors today and stuff getting mad and how they're going to turn up and you know and, and and stand up and fight stuff and you know now never right now like you said like we were talking about earlier see it now yeah. more than ever right all these all these people all these warriors all of a sudden standing up talking about how they're going to fight for this and fight for that and they've never fought for any they've never fought like actually fought understood violence to any degree whatsoever. Yeah. And there's a big difference like I tell we talk a lot about it it's like there's a big difference between between owning a gun knowing how to shoot a gun and then also knowing how to shoot a gun at a human being and killing a person. Yeah. Um, it's a big difference in that. And that's something that, you know, military people try to get, um, you know, uh, common citizens to understand is like, there's a big difference. Yeah. And in, in and that responsibility, that. you pay a big it, price for that. You pay a big price. It, it's a, uh, yes. I, I, that's why so many are, struggle to come back and you know reintegrate it's sad and and, right. and that's why i said it's why we need some of those people to do some hard stuff and they pay a right. very good price all law enforcement in any special way oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's law tough, enforcement it's a yeah. tough tough price that they're paying so some of us can do this i know what you're saying there's so many of us that are going through this in this two years where like, we're all overwhelmed that i have to especially yeah. with me and women i'm like look you guys we're not military we don't know how to do it like know your lane i know so many guys like take care of yourself get your family get your supplies get your whatever meditate work on your own emotional stability Mm -hmm. work on your own food get figuring out where you're gonna get your food your meat from but like i just had a friend over last night we had a three-hour conversation about this i'm like she's 60 year old woman you know canadian who lives here and so watching all this going on like that's not our job right there's there's all these a former military and this military and people in between. Yeah. That's not what we're de- we're not designed to come in there and kick ass and knock in doors and de- I mean you know I'll defend myself. <laughs> yeah, right. No, hundred percent. That's no, I not see what exactly. our role in this thing is. I exactly. said so. Don't feel bad because my mom said, "Oh, you know, I guess I only can do my episode, mommy. Your job, you pray." Exactly. She's seventy six. She believes in that. I said, "What you do is you stay calm. You take the supplements I send you. You not, you don't watch the news, and I need you to just pray." For, for that that the light will win just do that I love that's that. all you that's everybody and then it's people like you young yeah. guns i'm like you might need to train and do some tactical training you might need you to, i'm gonna need you to do that right no it's just there's there's just so many guys there's so many guys that what we were just talking about is we we were talking about fighting actually like fist fighting you know what i mean yeah. street fighting and all this stuff and we were talking about like like you know and me and him like there's nothing there's nothing like there's not a big deal like you know i know our, our friend charlie Ware who uh, was my co-host who couldn't be yeah. on here today, unfortunately, but um, he, you know, he, he's done MMA, you know, for a long time. And, and uh, you know, cause we were having it, we were having the same conversation not too long ago. And, 
and just talking about like just real real violence. I mean, it's nothing for me to get in there in an octagon. You know, what I mean, we're wearing padded gloves, we're wearing stuff, and you know, we're getting in there, we're wrestling in a controlled environment. I mean, there's still an opportunity to get hurt, still an opportunity to break bones, there's still an opportunity to get bruised up. But when the people people don't really understand is like street fights are real different. And you know, I'll never I'll never put it like this is the best way you could ever put this. And it's like because you never know who anybody is. And I'll never forget uh, UFC. I can't even remember which fight it was. It was actually a press conference between uh, the fight that actually ended up not happening, which was between Tony Ferguson and uh, Habib Nurmagomedov. And uh, Habib is is like my favorite fighter of all time. And the reason being is because of his like just just like solidarity and just like transparency and just like not about shit talking, just about like just being real, right? You know everything that comes out of his mouth, like like it's not like just this it's you know it's not talking it's 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 100 percent. it's reality and tony ferguson he was they called him the hitman but he was kind of like and he's a tough guy tough real tough dude but like for sure but like just his whole mentality is he's a very big talker and he likes to sell fights and uh he was talking to khabib and he said um he goes you know he goes um he goes oh like you know in a street fight man i'd put you in a dumpster or something like that and like Habib like looks over at him. Now Khabib is from he's from Dagestan. Okay. And he looks over at Tony. Tony's like from America. He's like, he's like, you? He's like, you're an American guy. He goes, Do you understand in street fight? He goes, You don't understand street fight. He goes, In street fight, I could eat you. I eat you. Like he meant it. Like yeah. he's serious. Like he's like, In street fight, I eat you. You don't understand street fight. You're an American guy. You cannot street fight. It's against law. And like if you just listen to like what he means by that is he means like in reality, like that's the problem with street fights and what people don't understand who are like, Oh, I just want to go and get in a fight tonight or like whatever. Like, yeah, I've seen real violence take place in front of me. Like I've seen real violence happen here and there. Like what this guy I was talking to, we were having this conversation and he was just talking about the fact that like, you know, just people like doing road rage shit, you know what I mean? Yelling yeah. at their car window or, or like, I'll never forget. Like I got off an airplane one time. And uh, this dude was yelling at me over just some bullshit. I'm not even gonna say what it was about because yeah, I don't want I don't want this podcast to be like to yeah. get into like the situation of currently what's going on in society right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I know. <laughs> there was a this is something you have to do on airplanes now, and uh, apparently I wasn't doing it to his his uh, to his efficiency, and he didn't like the fact that I wasn't doing it to his efficiency. And uh, we got off the airplane, and he wanted to try to have words with me. And this was like a sixty some year old man probably. God. Yeah, and he like wanted to like really, and my and uh, my girlfriend at the time was with me, and uh, you know he was he was trying to have words with me outside the airport, and you know the thing was is like I could have I could have jumped in the situation. Um, dude probably doesn't know how to fight. I mean, I would say like ninety five, ninety eight percent of the chance doesn't know how to fight. I mean, but what's what's my what's my end game here? What's my what's my result? What's my result if I if I physically harm this guy to the fullest extent that I can harm this person? Just because he acts like he wants to get into a physical altercation with me? Just because he acts like, you know, he's he's Mr. Tough Guy right now talking to me because he thinks he's because he's older than me, because he's taller than me, that he can talk to me the way he's talking to me. When in reality he doesn't even know who he's talking to. Yeah. And that's you the thing. Is like, you're a big guy. I don't know you're, you know, not as tall, but like, what? that's interesting to me to see when I see men approach like fit 
buff guys. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was kind of like wearing like a jacket and stuff like that. You couldn't really see like, you know I mean? Okay. Like you could tell I was, you know, a wider individual, but you couldn't really tell like, you know, he didn't know if I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I wasn't standing outside in like a tight shirt or anything. Like he doesn't yeah. know who I am and like, um, yeah. he doesn't know that I'm trained either to know how to fight. Yeah. He doesn't know no, that. Know. Nobody knows. And so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, that's what we're talking about. And like, his thing was like, you know, um, he got into an altercation, um, you know, with a road rage thing. And the guy actually pulled over and got out of his, you know, like, and got out of his car. He goes, I pulled, he pulled over and the guy pulled behind him, pulled in behind him. And like, I'll get the shot here. and, uh, he goes, or he, he got out of his car. He got out of his car and just walked over to the guy's window. Yeah. And just said, uh, okay, well now, now, now that we're here, you want to pull him behind my car? Let's go. You're right here. You know what I mean? Let's do this. And, uh, he, he was like, he's like, but he's like talking to him when the guy like rolls down his window, right? He doesn't get out of his car. And he's like, Oh, like you, you motherfucker. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. talking, And he's like, I'm going to come out of this car and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to beat your ass. And he's like, I just want you to understand though, before you get out of that car, he's like, I hope you're prepared to die today right now. Cause I'm prepared to die. I'm prepared to go anytime right now. And if you get out of that car, I'm putting my life, you know, on the line here. And he's like, if you understand, if you get out of that car, understand that there's no rules here on the street. Like I'm taking you as a full threat against my life. And if you attack me physically, like I will do everything to my fullest extent to end this situation. And he's like, so I hope you're prepared to, to take whatever it takes, you know, on you today. Yeah. Cause I'm ready. Cause he obviously understands, like he understands what someone can do to him, what he can do to someone yeah. else. Yeah. Most people don't understand that. Yeah, no. And I think well, that is the like, benefit of understanding how to fight, right? Like yeah, being that's in a I think so true. It used to be a very normal thing. Yeah. Physical education yeah. used to be different. There was more grappling, wrestling, boxing, yeah. fitness. Um, girls, not as much. I mean, it, it would be right. more, you know, street kids like me or whatever. But there's a lot to be said for why that's important because actually having the skill set, if everybody has the skill set, Mm-hmm. there's less violence because everybody knows you're running a risk because yeah exactly right you know it's a very different um way of thinking of it it's like well if everybody's carrying a gun and you know everybody's carrying a gun right. maybe that's the way the solution right. is like well you know like the old west like you yeah shot, you don't want right? to pull you don't like, want to point out your pistol because you might get yeah, shot too I mean, they, they got one too yep, exactly <laughs> yeah like, yep. not saying that's the answer but it, yeah it's definitely no. the, the whole um yeah, the physical. I think I I, I want to live in the world where there's none of that. Right. Uh, no, one hundred percent. I do too. Yeah. You have you know what to do. Whether that's a dog coming at you, uh, it's, and yeah. you have the physical capability to respond appropriately to yeah. protect yourself and the people around you, and especially the the people who are too small or old or ill or whatever, or defenseless, and they need yeah strong, capable, emotionally stable men yeah. and women to step up and be able to do that for them. That's no. the always that's the always biggest concern to me. It was like was like I always wanted to I, I wanted to know, like I wanted to be confident with my abilities because more more so just for the people around me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I, I get a lot of people, I mean, I you know, a lot of my relationships in the past, like the one thing that is like pretty commonality is like, you know, the the common thing that girls always say to me is like, you know, um, I just always feel like really protected, like really safe with you. And I've yeah. never always really felt safe with somebody. And they've never seen me in the ring. They've never seen me on a mat. They've never seen me, you know, punch a bag, hit a target, yeah. shoot a gun. Like, Most you, of them. You don't need to know that. You don't need to know. No. You so can feel th- it. they can feel it from my presence with them. And they know that I would do anything possible in my power if I felt like their life was in danger. Right. 
And that's, I mean that's that what you with want anybody. To be around. I have a pack of men that I hang with and I tell like what you want is you're like, I'm real clear. I yeah. could pass, I could, somebody could slip me a roofie. I'd be passed out naked in a bar. They aren't going to touch me and they're going to make sure I am well protected and they'll, they'll kill anybody trying to touch me. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of guys I'm around yeah. and they're, they're not, you know, you wouldn't know it. Cause like they're, they're kind of more like Charlie, right? They don't walk around with big right. energy. It's not like yep. it's a, it's a, just a quiet, like, yeah. Know, like, and I know it. I'm like, I know you got me. Yeah. And they never, they're also the same men that will never demean women. They're never this. They don't say horrible 100%. things. They yes. don't, they don't belittle you. They don't berate you. They aren't going to mock you or laugh at you or stop you in your dreams or any of that exactly. shit that I see men doing. I'm like, not these guys. In fact, they want nothing but their wives and girlfriends and other women to win, you know, yeah. all the time. They're not threatened by any of it. Right. If a man hits on their wife, they're like, yeah, I know she's hot, right? Like, yeah, that's my wife. Yeah, 100%. You know, well, it's okay, dude. She's beautiful. Yeah. Look at her. I, I did hit on her too. I did. Yeah. Right? They're not, they're those kind of guys. Right. You know, that you're like, no, that's how I am. Very yeah. confident, very stable. Yeah. You know, that's what you want. That's Just because, you know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, if someone, like, you know, were to comment on, like, um, you know, a girl that I was dating, if they were comment on like a post that she made or whatever and be like, Oh my God, like, you know, drooling face or hard eyes or whatever. Like, I'd be like, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> that's my girl. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'd be proud. I'd be proud of the fact that, you know, that I was with them, that people actually yeah. felt that way or whatever. Like, I mean, I, I, I think like the, that's the true that alpha are, behavior, right? And then yeah. I think men have gotten this horrible rap with this toxic masculinity phrase, which is real. There is that's real thing. I'm going to say there's not, that yeah. doesn't exist. 100%. But then what they started saying was like, being masculine was toxic. Yeah, but like, usually those guys who have the toxic that. masculinity aren't really that masculine in the inside. Right. It's a totally like it's like, oh, yeah. we've done a play on words and you've gotten confused. So being that's that is not the same thing. And you know, I'm sure I confused it when I was younger. I'm, I'm sure I made sure. mistakes and said things wrong and thought a guy, I'm like, oh, I, I I kind of was I was thinking he was mansplaining, but maybe he wasn't, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's a real thing too. I mean, God yeah. bless Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. But, you know, and it's usually- I have guys that try to do it to me and, you know, right. in, in <laughs> business, in business all the time. It happens, you know I mean? it happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's no, funny it's because- good. That's yeah. why I like you, that the, the Generation Alpha, I think it's a cool name and I think it's a cool thing. Well, and, be, you, you know, know why I picked that name is because everybody refers to my generation is like the, the the soft the softies right oh yeah yeah and what's funny is like you know i i recently actually got into it i got into it with this guy on social media and I, I normally don't get into people with social yeah. i really just it's let it easy. go it's easy <laughs> well i got into it with him because i thought we were like on the same side on the same team okay. and i was trying to have a discussion with him over some stuff when that involved you know intermittent fasting dieting that kind of stuff and his just response to me was just like now this is a guy who talks about like non-censorship you know, he's very against censorship. He's very yeah. against, uh, you know, blocking people's views. Um, you know, everybody should have a chance to speak and give their mind and have discussions. I, 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 my first original comment on one of his posts was very open. I said, I just disagree with the top statement. I go, let's, let's discuss it so that your followers have something to go over. Nope. Like, didn't just deleted my comment. Deleted it. And then I was like, okay, well... I can make another comment, you know what I mean? And I kind of throw another yeah. comment out there, yeah. not so nice this time. And then he was like, then he like reaches out to me and then he's like, oh, you know, you're 
Yeah, and then he goes in the thing about the generation. Now, this is another guy. He posts about the generational stuff all the time. Like he's like he's some badass dude. Now, he used to be a fireman, from what I understand. Like literally, I mean, like now, look, I have respect for firemen. I think there's some firemen out there, like some fucking badass dudes. Like I've trained with some of them. You know, I've sparred with some guys who are firemen. Like some of them, like tough, tough motherfuckers, right? Like no doubt. Like, and I respect the fact that, like, if I you know have a fire in my house, like, like you know. I, I do have a basic understanding of what to do, but like if it's so bad, like not understand, like if I call firemen, like I expect them to know how to handle the situation. Yeah. And I respect their job and what they're doing and understand that it's dangerous. However, like if you're trying to step into my realm and you now want to be a health professional, well, you're no longer a fireman, right? If you're trying to talk about health, you're trying to talk about diet, you're trying to talk about nutrition, all this stuff, and then you want to try to get in this thing about like, oh, like, I, like I couldn't take your your hit back to me like i couldn't take it and i got mad and it's like oh because your generation is just so weak they don't understand they want to be right i'm like i don't think that i'm right I go, what i'm trying to prove to you is i think you would understand if you just let me explain to you so we can have a discussion that we actually agree way more than we disagree it's like i just want you to understand my point of view to realize that what you said was too dogmatic that's all i want i don't want i'm not saying that what you're saying was wrong but it it, it completely x'd out something that provides a lot of people a lot of benefits, but you don't want to give those people the chance to listen to both sides. That's what's wrong. And then he wants to get into the fact of like he wanted to get into the tough thing or whatever. And I said, well, hey, man, I go look. I said, you know, like I'm not really into, you know, street fighting or whatever. I said, but, you know, I, I said, there's a UFC gym, you know, really close to me. I said, you want to come down here? I was like, look, like you want to set it up? I said, we'll come down. I said, I'll talk to the guys at the gym. Like we'll set it up. You know, we'll put the gloves on. We'll get knocked on. We'll see who's so tough right? Like you want to talk about toughness, like I'm ready to go at any time. Like if you really want to go there, but I mean, we'll do it in a controlled environment. We're not going to do it in like a, some wild street fight or like whatever. Like it's, that's not me. I don't want to do that because I don't want to like, you know, get into some situation where like, I'm, yeah. you know, like, named. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like some, yeah, some stupid, yeah. yeah, stupid shit. And like, I hear you. No, yeah. so, so I was like, you know, that's, that's my thing. I was like, or I was like, look, we could do it the, the good way, which is the way I want to do it. I said, I bring you my podcast as a guest. We have a discussion openly. We have an open debate. It brings people in because people like, you know, people like to hear people debate, go back and forth. Yeah. And, and I said, it gives people like on both sides, extremely you know, a lot of value. And I said, I think at the end, we're going to come out of it in a better positive place because we're both going to understand and, and you're going to understand my point of view and you're gonna be like oh man like if i would have just listened to what you were saying i would have realized that we really do agree on so many more is he, is he gonna is he on it is he gonna do it no nah, he like said he said he said that god came to him in a dream and told him he couldn't come on my podcast or something like that oh. so i was like oh that's interesting i, was- <laughs> I mean okay that's convenient. So I said, well, I go, I can't, I can't, I can't, I yeah. can't argue with God. Yeah. So, you know, you um, that's the, that's the case. Yeah, and here's the thing, social media, like texting gets, I get misconstrued so yeah. much. Sure. Where I'm like, I, I look at what they say. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, it takes me a while to figure out like why they were triggered. I'm like, I don't even understand why this person's mad. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, I see how they heard what I said. Because you can't pick up all the tone and intonation in in written words. I'm like, oh, I was totally, that's not, I I hear what they're saying. That's not what I was saying at all. So it's really interesting sometimes how I have to be very mindful of that because you have to go, well, how did they hear that? You know? Yeah. I mean, I get misunderstood and I misunderstand people. So it's, 
well, I he, tried my he, best. What I, what, I, what I didn't understand is like he wanted to try to come at it like in the end of each message, like he was the bigger person, which he would like throw a little thing in there and be like, you know, oh, God bless you. Like, I hope your career goes great. And then he would throw like a little, like a slight dig at the bottom. Oh. And I was like, that's the, like, you're how old, dude? Like you're in your fifties and you're like sitting here and you're like trying to dig on some dude in his twenties. And like, I, I, I'm like, this is just like, and then you're calling me, you're saying that I'm immature for comment on your post and that I should, and like, and his thing was like, look, look, I provide your post. Like all I do is like provide, put positive comments. And I'm like, yeah, because you don't even read them. You don't put any value on there. I'm like, I'd rather you put, you add actual value to my posts by actually having a conversation with me in my, in my comment section, rather than like, just, you know, just kissing my ass. Like I could say that a different way, but I, you know what I mean? Like it's essentially it's what he's doing in every post. And he, he expects me because he does that. He expects me to like do the same thing just automatically. And I'm like, yeah. that's not me, man. Like I don't, I don't do that. Like I don't owe you that just because you do that on my posts. My thing is, is like, I like to keep it real. Like you post something I disagree with. Okay. Let's have a discussion about it. So, I mean, and, and that that's my thing. And it's not to like, it wasn't anything to prove that I was right. It was to actually prove to him that he's, he, he's limiting his, his, you know, his, his projection of what he could people, he could be reaching for all different sorts of things or whatever. And always the problem with some of these guys, like who are claiming to be diet gurus and stuff on Instagram and Facebook is like, they want their audience to be extremely limited because they understand if they get too far into reach that, the the their work be has to become too personal and they have to really dig and really work really hard to help these people and they understand that it's just a lot easier to work with the people who are simple who don't require a whole lot who they can just calorie deficit and then just make them lose some weight take some pictures post them on their facebook and then be like look what i did and then now you pay now you pay me fifteen hundred dollars now you yeah. pay me fifteen you know what i mean because Look at what I did to this person. What they don't tell you is like what that person looks like after they complete the program, you know, yeah. a month later. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And because okay. so it, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's a mess and he's kind of in that field. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, after that, I was just like, I'm just not, I'm just done. Right. Like I'm just done with like trying to argue with people in the industry. I'm done trying to, you know, get involved. Like I am just going to be myself. I must be myself no, on my yeah, page, be myself on my face and then just like you focus on service yeah yeah you focus on who you are going to serve and you serve them well that is all you need to do and that is it because you know and and you can follow and learn things as they're new because i follow a lot of people that i don't agree with everything they say by any means 100 but that's but things i believe today there are many things in the health space that i believe today that I did not believe two, three years oh, ago. Oh yeah, me too. So 100%, there's lots thousand, of thousand percent. Yeah. It, it's like a, whoa. So you're going to have belief system things that you're like, I, I made a wrong decision on that, or that information was a total lie. That data was falsified or even, yeah. wow, there's this new thing, right? Yeah. Like say peptides, you can't know them all and do it. You're going to have your cluster. You work right. with, with your patients, based your clients based upon what you do. And then you're going to learn mm-hmm. a little bit more here and there. You take another conference and go, wow, that's a whole, I just watched a three, did a three hour documentary thing on something. And it was, I knew 75% of what was in there, but that 25% I never heard before was mm-hmm. mind blowing to me. Right. And it took me yeah. down another rabbit hole of wait, what? And I ordered three books from that. I got yeah. books coming and I got like three or four 
more podcasts queued up that went into that section that I didn't understand it that way. And it's all health and healing stuff. And it's all about something that I know mm-hmm. about, but I didn't know that about it. Right. So right, wait right. a minute, wait a minute, right. wait a minute. So it's all fine tuning. So I, you want to read other people's opinions or be like, and sometimes some it's different to be like, I don't understand that. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. Like, that's really messing with my mind a minute. I'm, it's it's going to take me a second with that. Like I right. follow a guy, I'm sure you know him. And on this note, I probably got to get going. I got to see another patient. Um, right. Sean Whalen. I know you probably know who the, the uh, oh, Lions man. Not Sheep. So he owns yeah. the company okay. Lions Not Sheep, right? So I follow his stuff. And there's a lot that I struggle with and disagree with or whatever. I just don't right. know what to do with it. Some of it as a woman. But I have people go like, I'm a woman. He's a man. And there's, the, you know, like, and one of his things is about like violence, right? Like violence is good or say yes to violence. He talks this whole big thing. And I, but I don't, but I'm in that space of being open of like, I think I know what he means, or I I think I need to look at this differently, or I think Mm. I want to understand this more. Just like, so it's a, it's a, I never thought of it that way. And I still don't get it totally, but I'm not going to, I don't, I don't want to self-censor myself from getting you know, there's some hundred percent some political news people that I, and I almost just this week was like, I think I should just unfollow this guy because I really can't stand him. But then I'm like, but then I'm gonna miss a whole perspective. You mm. know, I'm like, I yeah. can't stand him, and I don't like. But he says things in a way that I wouldn't hear otherwise. So yeah. it's probably important I I see what he's saying from time to time because there's a lot. There's millions of people that really dig it, and I want to understand Tuck, them. Tucker Carlson. No, um, oh. <laughs> his, I'll, I'll text you who he is. <laughs> okay. Right. I can't stand him. I really okay. hit my point today. I'm like, I can't stand this guy. Okay. But you know what I mean? It's not the <laughs> it's guy. Like, it's, not, it's not the guy, is it? It's the guy. I don't know who's the, the guy. Top, the top guy. I don't know who the top guy is. Who's Rogan. the top guy? Rogan's the top guy. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Who, who, what's, what's the ranking at this point? If it's all straight, it's like Rogan. It's all, it's Rogan's like Rogan's at the top. At like he's like he's like he's at the top. Like no one even like the next person that comes yeah. close is like two million followers, two million listeners per thing less, and that's Tucker. Tucker's number two, and then oh, okay. it goes like, and then it, I can't remember like who's three and whatever, but like Sean Hannity's up there. Um, what you know, and it kind of he's like number four, number five, but yeah, it, it, Joe Rogan like smashes everybody yeah. and like yeah listeners uh it's like no one's even close to his so but is yeah is it is it, it's Joe absolutely crazy it's honestly it is crazy because so he was like the x-factor guy or the he was, was, a, that, was a comedian he was a comedian oh, yeah. no yeah i know yeah i remember him doing that you know and then yeah. like narrating like dmt documentaries and shit. <laughs> all the time you know yeah. i mean he's one of those where i just kind of like i'm like dude can you not keep because i don't i can't have the 13 year olds getting high because they see joe rogan high all the time and they, you know what i mean i'm like jesus it's not the same kids i'm like please True. Joe Rogan, but so I'm like, yeah, no, you can't. I'm like, has weed caused yeah. ADHD in brains actually in the kids? So that's interesting. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's a tough one. So it does, it can do that. And I have to be like, oh my God, I need you to stop smoking weed because that's a big problem. 
So with that being um, said, we now, just did two hours. <laughs> I know. I thought yeah. it's like, dude, we gotta go. So <laughs> I gotta, yeah. I gotta help. And I have patients texting me. I'm like, Oh God, I'm still doing it. Um, Oh yeah. No, I'll text. I'll, I'll message. Okay. You about All right. I know. So on that note, yeah. Social media, there's lots of benefits to it. There's lots of cool things and you just got to figure out the boundary. I was hating it for a long time and I wanted to quit it all. And then I found a way to make it be that it works for me, that it's, it brings value to people and to me simultaneously. It's not just mm-hmm. a one way street of me giving that people sucking me dry. Um, there's a, a lot of entitlement. I mean, they expect you sometimes, you know, I don't know what they yeah. think as if out of the 30,000 people following me, they're mess. Like I'm going to look up a website for them. Can you send me the link to some? No, pumpkin. I can't. I don't even understand that. I don't do that for my patients. I literally right. say, oh, just look up a bio tea provider. Can you send me the website? <laughs> Can I send you the what? I mean, if I owned the franchise, I guess I would, but I'm like, right. just go find, yep. how do you find a doctor here? This, go, there, go do that. Yeah. And these people in other countries, they, they want me to help them. I'm like, hey, I mean, it, I mean, if, hey, if I had Joe Wait. Rogan's money, I would do this shit for free. <laughs> no, I would. I'm with you. Yeah. Anybody wants to give me a hundred million dollars rumble, I will answer <laughs> questions for free all day, eight hours a day. I, I don't need anything you want, right? What, uh, with that I being said, what's the be- what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, website drrimka.com. So Dr. from there, you can email me or go find on YouTube or any social media and follow us there. But the the best way to really get a hold of me is email or call my office. Social media is the worst way because I get flooded with hundreds of messages of all kinds of bizarre stuff. And it's just really hard to keep up with it all. So if you want professional help, go to my professional website, drrimka.com, and you can call the office, the phone number and email, just like regular business. It's funny that people will message you like on a DM, like their labs. Can you tell me what you think about what? No, I don't want to go to jail today. So can you make an appointment? (laughs) What are you talking about? When's the last time anybody DM'd an attorney and said, hey, can you look at my prenup and tell me if you think it's good for free? It's really odd. (laughs) I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you, I'm going to share somebody's profile because I share profiles with you all the time. Can I send you people? I send you Instagram profiles. Oh yeah, Liver King. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I know you would love. Knew you would love Brian. I'm like, what yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get him on. I'm trying to get him. I on want the to shave that guy's face. Though. I don't know how his wife can stand it. I, I know it's I crazy. Just, can't. I don't I'm, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. It. He's 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 hard. He's he's, he's huge. Difficult. I can't. I, I mean, God bless you if you can get if you can get him. Tell him to come on mine. <laughs> I'm afraid to even ask him. See, I don't even ask people like that. Yeah, I just, that's what is wrong about me. I just assume there's no way they're going to do me. I'm like, oh, right. I said he won't do me. Um, I just assume it. I'm like, oh God, oh, Jesus, look at this guy. You know what I mean? He's insane. He, he is. So like, and here's the thing I tell people when I show them the stuff, I'm like, you don't need to be that extreme. You don't need no. to be a David Goggins. You don't need to be a liver king. But but we do Take need pieces. examples of extremities yeah. like that to show yeah. what's possible. Yeah. And just like, you know, some people are like the extreme of, of spiritual missionaries or something. Mm-hmm. And they dedicate their lives to charity and they don't have any possession. Okay, that's extreme. You don't need to do that. Right. They're showing you what is possible, yeah. you know? Right. So we have these, you know, characters that are that embody all kinds of different things. They magnify 
compassion or love or creativity or discipline or primal and raw eating meat yeah. and all this bizarre stuff. No, I love him. Uh, yeah, he's, he's great. Been, he's been fun. He's always blowing things up and driving tanks lately. I'm always like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> you know, it's, he's like, he's like the wilderness Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. In, in this really comfortable, big ass, like suburban house though, right? He's got a pool yeah. and a this, but all this other. Yeah. He like lives in like a huge it's piece of like property. Though, like, out balance of, of, yeah. I'm like, so he can tell you, he can live like regular folk and drive cars yeah. and he's in Texas and you know, his kids probably go to school or whatever. His wife's a dentist. You I think know, they're homeschooled. Like, they're homeschooled. Yeah. Those I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. God bless them eating the testicles and stuff. I watch that and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's I am tough. not there. I'm, that's just, I'm not there yet either. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, Ooh, now if I went to their house, I would do it. Sure. I'd yeah. be like, okay, 100%. I'm here. And when in Rome, I'm going to do it. And I, I can't Brian Johnson, if you listen to this, invite right? us over like, to your house. But I want, I'd want my son yeah. to go there. I'm like, oh my God, they should have like a boot camp for teenagers. <laughs> so like, cause you know, I tell my son to sun his balls and stuff. And he's like, mom, who? Who, why do you say this stuff? Nobody does that. He's like, literally, nobody tells anybody to sun their balls. I'm like, what are you talking about? All the guys I know sun their balls. And so he's just, and, and I'm like, I'm going to need you, but he's not on social media. I'm like, I'm gonna social yeah. Media. I want him to, but I'm like, oh, I need you to look at Ben Greenfield. Oh, I need you to see Liver King. I'm like, how do I make him see them and see, like, see they all sun their balls? Everybody does it. It's not weird. Look at Dave. I saw him a picture of Dave Asprey once with that suit. I said, look. And he was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah. That guy's worth like $100 million. So like, yeah, saying, you should sun your balls. And he yeah, was like, no, yeah. I do that kind of stuff shocking to him to kind of keep him like, I know I'm your mother, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, remember, I, I know I, what I'm talking about. <laughs> People pay me for this advice. I hook it up. Yeah, we get there. Yeah, we do that for sure. It's important. Gotta you got to listen to your mama. That's my advice to you. Be good to your mama. Sign your testicles, guys. That's the end of the, it's the, uh, that's the hey, end of the podcast. The I don't the need episode. a bunch of low beta, low testosterone beta men walking around <laughs> unbalanced, not frustrated sexually, can't feel free anymore. Sign your balls, ice your balls. They all want to know what to do. I, I said, get some, you need to get to the nature, get the sun on them and cold plunge. Yep. Start waking it all back up. It, it's Naked. so potent. It's really potent. You're yeah. supposed to, you know, and women, same thing. Like we don't get sunlight on our breasts. Yeah. It's very rare. Right. Mm. You're almost Didn't always think about that. Yeah. That's breast cancer. It's a, it's involved with that. Zach Bush does a really beautiful job of explaining that. So does Jack Cruz going into sunlight and the normal bacteria that's involved in there and how it protects us from cancer and how we're killing it with for a mm. number of reasons. And yeah. one is lack of sunlight. And women are very rarely, where, where can we socially be topless in America? We can't. Anywhere. That's about where, you know, come, if you're lucky, to, your, you know, if you're lucky, certain properties, certain people. Come place. to Florida, I'll give you my address. I'll put my address. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. All right, guys, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys for listening to Generation Alpha. And thank you to my guest, Stephanie Remka. She's awesome. This is great. Um, If you guys want to reach out to her, make sure to follow her on Instagram, get her information. But don't don't message her on there because she gets too many weird shit. So make sure you... It's okay. okay. (laughs) Just like her stuff, comment, tell her how great she is. Yeah, keep it light. If I ask you to message me, it's fine. If you ask you to message me, do it. But don't go... Hey, how are you? I'm yeah. not going to answer you. 
<laughs> and really what's worse, hey, beautiful. I usually, I sometimes I will reply to that. I'm like, well, thank you. Don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I get that. Uh, like, what, what, like, hey, how are no. you? What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tone my inbox down. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my inbox toned down on the, uh, all the dudes hit me up in the inbox and, uh, why? So I'm just like, I, well, I'm, I, I, as long as, as long as you're, as long as you're like supportive, you know, Do they I mean? want to date you. Yeah. Well, I, no, I just, I'm just tired of the dick pics and I don't want, I don't want, they send you dick pics. Yeah. I get dick pics all the time. I have never gotten one. <laughs> I, I'm happy about that. I'm, I'm bragging. I'm, I'm I hate that I'm like that I'm like that I'm beating you out. On the, I know on the so many bargain. women who get them. I so, so many bad. of my friends get them. Yeah, I'm tired of it. See, I just care. Stop See, that, that's, that's the my morphogenic field. Damn, you heard I'm it here. Like, I'm like, no dick <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. That's hilarious. I mean, your, your pictures are a little too hot. They are pretty. Okay. Yeah. They're pretty hot, so just I don't wait. Know. I'm about to break the internet for the weekend. Well, so. I'm excited. I hope you don't break it with. <laughs> All right, guys, life. Generation Alpha, we are <laughs> signing out. We gotta get off here before we get before it's getting it's getting spin it spinning out it's spinning off. So, all right, <laughs> take it off. Take care, guys. Catch all you guys right. on the next one. Generation Alpha all signing right. out.